one of the areas I had was Delta Wing, and we housed a lot of the COVID positive mm. uh, oh. inmates on that wing. The expectation that was that we were going inside those pods mm-hmm. to do our uh, thirty minutes checks. Mm-hmm. That was that was really scary because people were scared. This is 56, a Pinellas County Sheriff's Office podcast. I'm Ricky Butler with Laura Sullivan and Ashley Cooley, and we are thrilled to bring you another episode. Uh, We have got a great episode for you today. A couple episodes ago, we chatted with Deputy Anthony LaCourt from our Department of Detention and Corrections, and we are dipping our toes back into the world of the Pinellas County Jail uh, this episode with Lieutenant Freddie Hayes. So thank you, Lieutenant, for joining us. Um, But before we get to that and before we get to Ashley's question, we have some big news we want to break right here for our listeners on 56, and that is we booked the sheriff. Wow. Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, booked, official. it's official. It's official. It's official. On. We booked the sheriff, and we're saying it out loud now because he can't bail. He can't That's back out. Right. Uh, He's committed now. You know, the, this is not, uh, this takes a bit of time to do, and the sheriff is a busy guy, uh, but we finally, uh, I think we just beat him down enough that he finally said, fine, I'll come on your little podcast. Yeah. And he's doing it. So look forward to that. We should have him here in a couple months, we're hoping. Mm-hmm. We booked the, the recording today, and uh, we're looking forward to having Sheriff Colterry join us. And it may even become a two-parter. Who knows? I'm nice. so excited about that. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Also scared, honestly. Right. You should be. You yeah. should be. Um, Are you going to let me on? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. We'll, we'll see, though. We'll see, though. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep your behavior. Like, we'll yeah. Okay. Tabs I'll probably it. just... Put, like, a little electric zap collar on me and just hit you a button would, I... You would prefer that, but I'm probably going to go with the old fashioned water spray bottle. Oh, like I'm a cat. Yep. Okay. Just stick, All right. I like it. You'll hear the sheriff laugh and I'll go. But my then, hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be all right. So anyway, look forward to that listeners. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, as always, thank you for listening. And now let's get into Lieutenant Hayes. And first, Ashley has a question for all of us. None of us have heard it. This is your oh, time, Ashley. We, Take we it go. away. Here all right. Go. It's going to level the playing field. They okay. don't know what it is. It's, it's a random just totally random question. I like random questions. Yeah. Good, good. I do too. Mm-hmm. So today's question is if you could live in any of these three um, like fictional worlds, where would you want to live? I'm going to like this one. Um, yeah, you have three options. Okay. okay. So, and you have to choose one. Okay. You can live in the Harry Potter world mm. and you do possess magical abilities. Mm. You can live in the Marvel universe and you have powers mm. or you can be in the Star Wars universe and you have the ability to manipulate the force. Wow. What are you choosing and why? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I always wanted to be an X-man woman, X-person. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. So <laughs> that's not a choice. Uh, no, but that's my Marvel universe. <laughs> is it? I thought that's DC. Yeah, it's DC. I think that's no, it's Marvel. not. It's Marvel. Oh, come okay. on. Marvel? Oh, right, well, you guys just lost your hair in this situation. My bad. This You're looking clearly... at me like I'm insane. No, I, but that's, that's I, just how look I always at, look. Look at that. We both, we both were wrong. Yeah, as if I said yeah. I always wanted to be a fish or something. And it, it, because <laughs> I was nonsensical. That's DC. No, no. And then I'm like, you don't even have the right to even ask this question anymore. Yeah, right? My bad. My bad. Clearly, that's not my choice. Ashley, <laughs> idiot. Okay. Uh, so, so you're you're yeah, Marvel. Yeah, I'm Marvel. I'm Marvel. I don't know, Freddie. Do you have a ready answer? I'm still thinking. No, I'll go Marvel also. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll go Marvel. All right. I, I like some superpowers. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I think so too because. I don't know. I mean, I, my wife loves Harry Potter. I enjoy watching Harry Potter, but. There's like big spiders and shit. There's all kind of foolishness on Harry yeah. Potter. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Marvel as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm Harry Potter all the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. I feel uh, like I, Harry Potter is like that. a safe. Well, you, yeah, yeah, everybody knows I love Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you don't have to every you millennial, muggle, then no. But yeah. Right. But have I have powers. I have powers. But I'm also like the wand. Hmm? The wand would throw me off. It's not really tough. Mm. It's totally. What tough. if you had like a, an expandable baton? Yeah, that would work. Like, like a big I, I changed my vote. Yeah, there you go. I changed my vote. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody goes for Star Wars. <laughs> no, but nobody did because we no. don't have flight on here. That's well, true. Yeah. yeah, that's true. That would have been all of our flight guys yeah, are, are Star, Star Wars people. Wars. I don't know. What if you end up Chewbacca on Star Wars? Well, we, well, we have some Chewbacca's that already he, work here, so it would be a nice transition. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, but they can't control, like they can't, can't control yeah. the force. You just gotta, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Wookies don't control. That's the force. what I'm saying. You have so, to be, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like all kinds of creatures. The world of Harry Potter is just safer. I would They'll, be Voldemort's the, dead in the Star point. Wars world. I would be at the cantina. Oh and yeah, I would uh, have a couple drinks and then I would say something stupid about one of the goofy looking creatures in there and get my yeah. ass kicked. Yeah, yeah you happened. would. So yeah, that's why would. I'm going to stick with the Marvel. That's no good. Yeah. yeah. You take <laughs> CRT with you. We, take, we protect you. <laughs> there you go. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Good All right. stuff. Yeah, I like that question. Yeah. I, I told you you I'm would. I'm always so scared of She them. always tries to get the question she out of gets, me early. Yeah, she gets and nervous. She thinks yeah. she's going to get me. It is, it is. I mean, Laura doesn't get scared very often, but this, you know, the podcast and this question... Mm-hmm. Really can do it, yeah. and Ashley's <laughs> been studying already. She's she's just deep in the books trying to figure out what she's going to ask mm-hmm. the sheriff. Oh, oh yes, there were a couple of good ideas. Yes, but we're not going to talk about them. So not. And neither no, 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 are you. No. So, um, <laughs> all right. On to the guest of honor, Lieutenant Freddie Hayes. Genuinely, I think one of our our favorite folks out of the jail uh, oh, yeah. NPR because you're in you're into everything. You're you're such a, a fun, bright presence. Uh, always positive, always saying, hey, running around. Anytime Freddie's in the building, he comes to see us in PR, <laughs> gives us the high fives and fist bumps all around. It's just, he, he's like our therapy dog. <laughs> it's awesome. So, so uh, Freddie, we, of course, want to, we want to learn everything there is to know about, about Lieutenant Freddie Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're the, you're one of the support lieutenants yes. at the jail. Yes. Um, and uh, you get to do all kinds of great stuff with a lot of our really proactive programs and, and great programs for the inmates. So mm-hmm. um, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, all that. But let's just start. Where'd you grow up? How'd you end up at the jail? So I'd like to say first, it's it's awesome that the, you guys get the sheriff's announcement on this on my episode, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's an honor for it, you. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's yeah. why he agreed yeah. because gonna, he knew this was, was going to oh, break on yeah. our episode. In maybe. our episode listing on Wikipedia, there's going to be an asterisk next to this uh-huh. week's episode be. because Absolutely. we announced <laughs> Absolutely. The, and we the know this episode almost went to somebody else. So you, <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you we'll, talk, them, we'll right? talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> you see how the voice went kind of down a little bit. We're going to be serious. We'll talk about that later. All right. All right. But no, I grew up in Tampa, Florida. So Florida native? Florida native. People say I grew up in, right? I was born like, and raised okay. in, in right. Tampa, Florida. Sure. And uh, after high school, uh, I decided to go to the military, the Air Force. Um, after the Air Force, I, I kind of got a, I got out. I, I was going to stay, but I had a, my uh, first daughter was born, and uh, I was going to be stationed. Uh, I was going to have to leave and go to Maryland. Mm-hmm. So I chose to uh, separate instead of reenlisting. So I separated and I went to work for Wackenhut at the mm-hmm. time because mm-hmm. I had no plan getting out of the military. Much mm-hmm. like uh, there's a lot of people who get out and they don't have a plan. Mm-hmm. We'll just figure it out once we get out. What, what did you do when you were in the military? Are you, you were I was in the Air, Air Force, Forces. Right? I was security okay. Air Force. I was security okay. forces, uh, which is 
the equivalent to not the same, but a uh, road deputy for okay. the Air okay. Force Base. But it's definitely so not like, the same job. Is at that all. like an MP? Correct. It's okay. like an MP. Because I'm a I'm a military idiot for mm-hmm. the most part, so I don't know the, among the branches. Military so like an MP. Idiot? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm the real idiot because what's MP? Military police. Military police. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. See, there we go. Yep. So it's the it's the equivalent. And uh, Whack and Hut was the easiest job to get into. I literally uh-huh. went. They signed me up that day. <laughs> I got a uniform. They gave me the training for the licenses, and off I go to a bank. So I worked up. So uh, and and Wackenhut is a private security. It's a private security company. I don't even think they're Wackenhut anymore. Yeah, they get to G G G four S G four S and then Ally. It's just Wacken. It's just it's just not what a, a intimidating, right? Well, it was really not a little bit. No, it says Whack Wackenhut. Like yeah, you don't yeah. whack you. But the pants were brown with a <laughs> purple whack. stripe down the <laughs> side. Or, or, or yeah. they're whack. So it wasn't tough, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was a, it was a job. It paid the bills for mm-hmm. me at the time. And um, I worked at uh, a Hewlett-Packard company, a Hewlett-Packard building as building security after a while. And so one of the managers came and said, hey, we like your personality, so um, we're going to hire you to work for us. So they taught Mm -hmm. me I was a data, what they call a data storage collector. Mm -hmm. And so I did that job about eight years. And the funniest thing about that is they were moving servers out of our building. It was like a warehouse. Uh Mm -hmm. As they're moving servers out, we're like, hey, what's going on with the with the job? It's getting barren here with with, with the equipment. <laughs> right. And it's like, no worry, we're mo- we're opening up a center, a data center in Alpharetta, Georgia, uh-huh. and uh, you guys are fine though. And we came in one day, and they said, hey, Wednesday is y'all's last day. <laughs> oh, so it was wow. like a Monday, uh, and they said Wednesday. Uh, so again, I leave and I go and I work for Wackenut after eight after eight years. So just now, is this is this still in this area? This is still in so Tampa. You, okay, this is so all in Tampa. All in Tampa. Okay, all in Tampa. And then, like, about what? I'm not trying to age you or anything. Yeah. But like, about what year is this? How many years ago are we oh, talking? Because you started here in 2006. I started that- here in 2012. 12. Okay. So this has to be 2000 at the time. Nine. Okay. Okay. 2000, 2009. Just helps I'm, me with. Yep. 2009. I'm leaving there and I go back to work for Wack and Hud mm-hmm. and um, I'm at Progressive Insurance. I'm a bike patrol mm. guy for huh. security for uh-huh. Progressive Insurance. I'm riding a bike. Did you ever meet Flo? I never met Flo. Okay. No, Flo wasn't a thing when I, <laughs> I don't think mm. in 2009. True. What did they have before? I could have been Flo. Oh, you could have oh. been Flo. Yeah. yeah. Joe may or something. You know what <laughs> you I mean? Missed calling there. I could have been Flo. But no, I'm on the bicycle with the bicycle shorts and riding nice. around. And uh, the opportunity came to Wackenhut was getting into the transportation business at the sheriff's office. Uh-huh. So I was one of the guys that they brought over to start that contract. So I started the contract. I stayed for two years, and then I applied for. Uh, I actually applied to go on the road, okay. but there was no there was no sponsorships at the time. Oh yeah. But the jail was sponsoring, mm-hmm. so my intentions were to uh, start at the jail right. and then the transition transition, yeah. transition right. onto the road. But I got into it. I liked it, mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I'm going to stay here. You know, so and and that's. That's how I started. Yeah, so, I mean, just for context for everybody, so there, uh, again, there's a law enforcement certification and correction certification mm-hmm. state of Florida, uh, and if you're going to transition from one way or the other, there's a there's a crossover academy Correct. you can do, and we have, we have members that do that. But mm-hmm. back to the, so you're doing prisoner transport. Yeah. Yes. Uh, when we first, we first started doing that, which is now, well, about 2012 yeah. or so, uh, which is, you know, people, people ask about that, you know, because before prisoner transport, 
you could have a, an officer that was working in, in St. Pete. Well, St. Pete, actually, they had their own. That's not a good mm-hmm. example. You could have an officer or a deputy working, you know, somewhere down in Paso Grill, and they arrest somebody. They got to drive from Paso Grill all the way to up the to jail. the jail, uh, which if it was busy at the jail, it's going to be gonna, a minute. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a minute. So that was a big a big time uh, mm-hmm. savings, efficiency savings. So that's, that's cool. So uh, you came over, started doing that. Mm-hmm. End up at the jail. I end up at the end, jail. End up in the academy. How'd you do in the academy? I, I did very well in the academy. I was actually in my academy. I was. They have the number one overall student. Oh, here we in go. my oh. most humble <laughs> opinion. So it yes. begins. But I did get the number one overall uh, academy. All right. Recruit. Recruit. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know. So, so I, pa- I did pound, well. Pound for pound, I, you were the best recruit. A pound for pound, I would say definitely, <laughs> definitely. Okay. Oh, yeah. In my most <laughs> humble opinion. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> but what led you, like, um, so you were doing prisoner transport. Mm-hmm. Did you talk to some of the deputies at the jail? Like, what no, kind of led that, to that so decision? At that time, the deputies at the jail hated us. Oh. Because we had come in and we took a good job. So the transport mm-hmm. was, the transport's going to pick up inmates and take them to doctor's appointments and do different things mm-hmm. like that. The okay. deputies inside the jail, that was a specialized post, a specialized oh, okay. unit that they applied for and, mm-hmm. and received. And it was a good post. So... A lot of deputies didn't didn't uh, like us at the time, you okay. know. But I think we had the right group. They put the right group together that came in, and we had a a, a few of the transportation deputies that really taught us um, how to do the job, and, and and fed us a lot of information. And then it was it was also uh, we had a lot of off transportation officers with Wackenhut mm-hmm. that worked pr- uh, prior. Prior at another agency. Okay. So the hardest part about that was they would bring, like, let's say I work Palm Beach County. Mm -hmm. Uh Hey, this is how Palm Beach County does transports. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to tell us, well, no, Mm -hmm. you have to do it how Pinellas does it. So everybody knew everything. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of, I just sat back. I learned. They taught me how my paperwork was always right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that's how, that's how it, that's how it started. So even working for Wackenhut, you you still were initially going to go out on the road. Uh, no, 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 no. I had no desires to be a like in law officer, enforcement. Period. No, uh-huh. I was good with that. So I to, so to get back to your the the question, uh, Sergeant Bailey at the time mm-hmm. was the transportation sergeant, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when I would go down to, I was I did the early morning transport, taking mm-hmm. the taking the. Uh, guys that are going from jail to the prisons. Mm-hmm. So that's 2 o'clock in mm-hmm. the morning. And I'm hooking up 30 guys with, and I'm, I'm sweating. I'm, and so I realized, I said, so Sergeant Bailey came and he said, hey, why don't you apply for the sheriff's office? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, no, I'm good. And so I'm in the A-wing one day, and I'm hooking up 30 guys, and the deputies are kind of watching me. And I said, you know what? I'm sweating. I'm doing more work than the deputies are doing right now for way less pay. So I'm like, you know what, Sergeant Bailey, I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I put the application in, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, initially I had no desires to be uh, a deputy. All right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But that, So that's what it was. They're, you're, you're just – you're working your butt off, sweating, and they're just sitting there, and you're like, "Well, because that, that's your job. That's what you know. It's not like our deputies are lazy. No, no, no. Uh, it's, you're at just the like, time. this is a better gig. Well, at the time, <laughs> so we're responsible for hooking up the mm-hmm. inmates because I need to understand that when I put the mm-hmm. the leg restraints and the handcuffs on, that I yeah. put them on, they're secure. The you, so I'd yeah. rather them it's not. A custody thing, yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I'm doing. It, so this is now my job. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I, I'm going to do what these guys are doing. Mm-hmm. I'll watch. <laughs> the next uh, G4SR. So, so you go to the academy, you get sponsored to the academy, which is where we're, we're paying for uh, 
than Deputy Hayes to go through the academy mm-hmm. uh, and paying him to go to the academy, yes. and then you come out with a job. Correct. Um, what were your expectations? I mean, did you have a, a pretty good handle on, on what the world of corrections was when you... I did not. Yeah. I did not. So when... Because you've, you've obviously dealt with the inmates. You got that piece, but... You know, what pieces didn't you have coming in? But so it, it's, it's strange because when I dealt with the inmates, they were handcuffed. So before I leave the facility, mm-hmm. they are secured. Mm-hmm. So I never had to deal with a hand uh, inmate by themselves mm-hmm. or they have their hands. They're, they're walking freely around. And mm-hmm. so I never had that experience until after um, after the academy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in um uh, high liability training with okay. the trainers. Okay. So one of the high liability days, they take us to the jail and they drop us off and they teach us direct supervision. And mm-hmm. direct supervision, you have 80 inmates in the pod with a deputy. That's mm-hmm. terrifying. Terrifying. So I, <laughs> so they dropped me off with uh, at the deputy Wygan is now retired. So they dropped me off with deputy Wygan. And I'm sitting there like, you know, I may have to go back to Wackenhut because I don't know how I'm going right. to maneuver through this with mm. 80 individuals, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I didn't know custody custody levels sure, sure. at the time, like where I was. I didn't know if I was in max or whatever, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we did, just, sorry to interrupt you, Freddie, yeah. but we, we did talk to uh, Deputy mm-hmm. LaCorte about this too because th- that sounds, when you hear and you go, one deputy, 80 inmates, like that's that's very dangerous. That's not the case. Correct. Uh, because the, the 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 direct supervision pods or however is that how you describe it? Mm-hmm. That's a place that people want to be. Correct. Because and they, they have, earn the right. They to earn be their there. right to be Correct. there. They're, yeah. they're well behaved. It depends on their charges. They're you know you're, you're not going to have troublemakers in there because they just want to do their time and get out. Yeah. Correct. You and at the time I'm not knowing this. Mm-hmm. All I know is I have 80 men in front of me. Mm-hmm. And Deputy Wygan is next to me. And so I watched the way he maneuvered around the around the pod and he had no issues. Mm-hmm. And so I took a lot of the a lot of the stuff that he did and I kind of morphed it and, and made it my own. Mm-hmm. And I'm still here. So here we go. Yeah. So what so talk about that a little bit more though. I mean, what what are you picking up from from him to learn how to kind of manage yourself? Did you ever work a, a direct supervision pod on your own? Eventually? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So uh, with with him. I picked up several things. So, and if you know Deputy Wygan, he's not, you know, the biggest guy instead. He wears glasses. You know, you think he's a computer guy. Mm-hmm. But he had total control of that pod. He gives speeches, you know, before, mm-hmm. before. Uh, uh, shift. Yeah. Be- beginning of be- shift. Yeah, at the beginning of his shift, he'd yeah. come in and he'd give a, uh, a briefing about how the day is going to go. If there is an issue, he handled it right then and there. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, this is how. Mm-hmm. This is how you keep the gain the respect and keep the mm-hmm. respect. So I took that and I morphed it uh, a little bit and started doing some of the same stuff because I ended up in direct supervision off of uh, field training. Okay, so I ended up back so straight in, out. Straight out, I'm in uh, in direct supervision. Now, is yes. there sort of a is there sort of a a, a path? for new detention deputies? I mean, when you come in, is that kind of the place? Is, like, is that kind of the equivalent on, on the patrol side, on the law enforcement side of, of just starting out, you know, mm-hmm. working a beat on the street? Is, does everybody kind of start in direct supervision? Or no, you can literally it, start anywhere. Okay. You can start in, I just, it, it, they split you up by the needs of each division. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, the need was, and we, we well, so we, our academy had like 29 people. Mm-hmm. So we had people that ended up, everywhere. Mm-hmm. So right. um 
the need for me, I it, I just happen to end up in Central Division for okay. whatever reason. Got it. Okay. I just didn't know if there was like a we kind of started it here because you kind of learn all those things mm-hmm. you're talking about, and then and then. Mm-hmm. So what else? Uh, you know, so you 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 became the, that deputy. Mm-hmm. You're giving speeches. What are the what are the kinds of things that you're you're telling these inmates? Well, see, I like to talk. Mm-hmm. So no. uh, yeah, my, like, no, my, you don't. I'm shy, <laughs> but I do like to I do like to talk. You're shy. So my oh, absolutely, Ricky, absolutely, I'm okay. very shy. And you see how my voice went down again with yeah. that, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's when I get real serious. <laughs> but I'm, as I'm giving the uh, the spe- I'm giving expectations. So as I'm giving my expectations, I'm kind of scanning to see who my issues are going to be mm-hmm. in the pod. So for the most part, in those direct supervision part pods, the inmates are the same, but you may have one or two mm-hmm. or three people that come in while I'm gone mm-hmm. uh, for the day, or I may you know whatever my shift, I'm, they may be gone. They come in, and I need to give that same speech mm-hmm. to them that the other 80 mm-hmm. individuals receive. So these guys are hearing this speech every every day that I'm working. Mm-hmm. So it's things like, hey, keep your uniform. And, and I wasn't a tyrant by any means. You know, keep your uniforms on. Keep your uh, your inmate tags on. And I give them a reason why. Mm-hmm. If something were to happen to you in here and you pass out and I have to get you help, and I don't have your you inmate you ID. Are, now right. I have to find your inmate ID so the medical can find out if you have any allergies. Mm-hmm. And, and all of this is, mm-hmm. is stopping you from getting the getting care the that you need. Yeah. Absolutely. So everything, you know, I wasn't over the top. And I tell them, you know, I give them the analogy of a library. Are you familiar with a library? If you're not, this is a library. It's, the noise level should be a certain level. I'll click the light. When I click the light, that means you're too loud. Mm-hmm. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So when you're when you're kind of giving, because I, I kind of love this stuff because it's like the it, it's you're using your words right. That's mm-hmm. that's your weapon. Right. So when you're when you're giving them this this speech, you're watching. You know what kind of indicators are you looking at, yeah. looking for with with these inmates that oh, you know, help you identify the, if they're going to so be a problem. That's the best part. Right. That's are literally we, the best part. And if we're giving away too many you know secrets here, then you know, no no you're no, no you're not giving away <laughs> secrets. But I, I, you know, are, but, are, is a large. Uh, Inmate or potential inmate population listening to the podcast? Uh, you maybe, think? maybe they could be. If our numbers jump up a lot they after could. this one, yeah, they oh, could. We'll be. see where they're coming from. Yeah, one of the biggest indicators that I'm going to have an issue mm-hmm. is when I'm when I come in and I introduce myself and I start giving my speech. The inmates will actually start looking towards the area that I'm going to have an issue with because I was in there. <gasps> oh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm in there a year, mm. and they know that when there's an issue, I'm going to handle that. Mm-hmm that issue. You know, I'm going to separate that mm. individual or individuals and we're going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. So I can always tell the area that the <laughs> issue is going to be in uh-huh. because the inmates are kind of looking. Yeah. And then They're that, snitching. Which makes... Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. They want action. They, they, they uh-huh. want They're action. ready for the show. I'm loud yeah. again. But they, <laughs> want, they, they, Yeah, exactly. It's like uh-huh. a movie now. Right. You know, they're, they're watching because they want to see yeah. how I react to whatever I'm right. about to well, do. Because like, know it's coming. It's like when you were in school and the whole class would get punished. Everybody's always giving side eye to, you know, the mm-hmm. kid that was causing trouble. All right. They know, it's, they know it's coming. And I had the supervision that I had, they allowed me to do my thing in mm-hmm. the pod. So uh, there was one in- incident that I had. And it just happened that in one of the uh, cell areas, everybody in that area was new and they were ready to play, play around. As I'm giving my speech, you can hear them laughing and you, and it, it was coming. So I called out to uh, the control room, co- control area. And I asked for Sar- Sergeant Slogger was my sergeant now. She's now retired. And so I said, Sarge, I'm about to get on the radio and I'm about to put a wholesale out into 
the vestibule. Uh-huh. I'm not going to move them, but I need to make a statement. And she said, okay, do what you have to do. So as I'm giving, as I, I go back to giving my, well, I hadn't even started the speech yet. I came in and I introduced myself and I'm telling them, hey, I'm going to get my checks done and then I'll be back to address. And as I'm doing that pre-speech, if you want to call it, I see upper eight. And I'm that, like, that's okay, that's going to be tell. my, that's going to be my, my uh-huh. group. And so I said, I'm going to make a statement. So she said, okay. So as I'm giving my speech, I said, everybody in upper eight, get out. So I put them out in the vestibule. We had a conversation and they, they all came back and we were good mm. from there, you know. So. This is, but letting them know that you see them too is, mm. is part of it. Yeah, so. and, and like you said earlier, that area is for people who want to do the right thing, right. do their time and not cause trouble right. and, and stay in And there. end so, up in some of the and other And they were less. young, you know, they just needed to have a talking to, that's right. all. So, yeah. So besides your voice, I mean, you know, kind of using that as, as a weapon really to kind of prevent that kind of thing, I know that... Uh, because uh, I'm saying all that, I was thinking of when we had Sergeant Killian on. He started uh, working at the jail in Pasco County. Mm-hmm. Pasco, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Pasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so, Pasco. So he, so he, th- he said that was great because he wanted to go on the road. You know, brand new deputy. It taught him how to talk to people. Correct. But the uniform is a thing too. The uniform is a big thing, and I'm a dress and appearance guy. I mean, honor guard. Right. Oh, yeah. CRT. Dead giveaway, but but you know it. it, it that's it, to me it, when I was in training or when I was a liaison with the academies. That's about 50 percent of your job mm-hmm. is just the way you look when you when you walk into whatever area and people are scanning you. They're watching to see mm-hmm. first how does this person look. So it's going to mm-hmm. tell them two things: either I'm new because my uniform is you know looks new, mm-hmm. or or you know I take pride in what in what mm-hmm. I'm wearing. You know, and then the, you have the opposite end of the spectrum i don't care and mm-hmm. you know but mm-hmm. i think that's half of the battle is the way you look in in the uniform and and do you think that obviously as we said a couple times the direct supervision that's the place you want to be mm-hmm. but do those same tactics those same uh, uh tools if you will does that apply to other areas of the, they work. Of the jail yeah they work everywhere if, if you can talk to to people yeah. You usually don't have um, an issue. You, so in, in, the, in the jail, we have individuals who just want to come there. This is a bad time in their life, and they just want to do their time, mm-hmm. and they want to go home. They're not trying to get in any trouble. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they made a mistake, and they're dealing with their mistake the best way they can. Right. They want to read books. They want to write their family, and you're never going to have an issue with them. And then you have the ones on the opposite ends of the spectrum that want to cause trouble mm-hmm. and, you know, you deal with it accordingly, however you have to, 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 to you know, stop whatever issue is going on. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, the inmates want to do their time Let's get and, out. And, and get out. Now, and com- comparatively speaking, direct supervision is a, is a nice place to be, right? That has it some is. of the perks. I mean, you have they, all, they have like, what do they have? They have a TV. They have... You have two TVs. I think oh. there's two TVs in direct supervision. You have a microwave. Mm-hmm. You have... Uh, you have all kind of. You, and you're not locked in your cell. You can get out and walk around. The you have the you have the rec yard right there mm-hmm. with you, so mm-hmm. you can go out into the rec yard, play basketball. You have the microwave. You know the facilities to utilize the restroom. Uh-huh. You know, it, it, everything is just yeah. hot, water. hot water. Hot water. Hot thing. water. Hot water. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's water. not a thing everywhere else. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the other thing I was kind of curious about is. Um, just generally, like, you, of course, have these the, the records of these inmates. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know 
did you make a point to try to learn as much as you could about them as far as why they were there, their charges, or did you not? Not me. I I, I generally stayed away from the charges. Mm-hmm. Um, I dealt with what I so I dealt with what I was dealing with. I took you for face value and mm-hmm. for what you what you were giving me, mm-hmm. right? Um, I didn't want to create any bias against anyone because mm-hmm. there's some charges that are just like, man, I don't want to give you anything, you know. Yeah. So I stay away right, from right. from kind of looking at people's charges and I deal with what they what they yeah. give me yeah. and they. However, like if I'm going out to the hospital with an inmate or I have to take them somewhere, I need to look at the charges to see what what I'm dealing with, the, the background. Sure, of them. Sure, but inside sure. the facility, right. you know, you got some people who may. Mm-hmm. But for me, I never really I never dwelled on the mm-hmm. on the on the charges. Yeah, that's I mean, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it. To you, I mean, your your job is just to take care of them, you know, have care, custody, and control. Correct. And, and yeah. That's it. Regardless mm-hmm. of whatever they did. Right. Yeah. So you said you did about a year in direct supervision. I, I did about a year in direct supervision. Then what? And I ended up in intake receiving. Oh, that's a in that's a happening place. Yeah. That's a very that's happening place. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. People but come in there in a bad mood. <laughs> in a bad mood. You know? So so if you because um, we didn't, that's why it's fun. We can talk to different people that work in the jail and get different perspectives. But talk us through a little bit about like that that process, what yeah. that looks like coming in the jail. Coming in the jail, so uh, we don't have a green carpet or anything out there. And there's no there's no green carpet, <laughs> but we are welcoming. We're yeah. very welcoming. When people get in. We're not, you know, we try not to. And you insist that they get in, not just you know, welcome. But the sheriff says we're customer service, so we are customer <laughs> service <laughs> oriented. Folks, folks we get five star <laughs> reviews. We get five stars. Yeah, yeah we, we do have some. We some, got the ACA accreditation, so. We're Oh, we're yeah, good, so we got yeah, all the good, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we got those. We got so. some fun Google reviews to read. If you ever want yeah. to read some, be entertained, read some Google reviews at the jail. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's like, <laughs> yeah. listen, they they keep coming back. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. must yeah. be doing something right. And, and we've got a couple different types of customers we serve because <laughs> right. agencies are bringing them. So so you've got uh, you've got the Sallyport area where uh, inmates are are well future inmates are being brought in. Correct. That's their arresting officer or uh, private security mm-hmm. is bringing them in. But it could vary. It depends. It could vary, yes. Um, so they, they drive into a gated yep, place. They drive mm-hmm. into yeah. the gated right. area. They, they shut the sally port and bring people in. Just kind of take it from there. What is that? Correct. What so, does that look like? So it, it depends on the... Well, I mean, man, that's a... that's a It's multifaceted what, mm-hmm. what they have mm-hmm. going on. So they, they'll come in and depending upon what the... Uh, what the arresting deputy or the transportation officer has. He'll let the intake control person know. So intake control say, hey, I have St. Pete out here with eight inmates. Six of them are uncooperative. Oh, you know, so, <laughs> Perfect. So, Love hearing that. Yeah, right? Usually that's what happens. But, um, you know, they'll tell us how many um, are out there, and then we'll just start taking them in as many as we can safely. Uh-huh. So, um and that's how it goes. They come in, they take their their picture, their mm-hmm. facial recognition, and then we start the process of getting them, um, putting all their information into the computer to get them set up. Can, can I ask if, if they are uncooperative, what is the procedure for getting them in? So if they're uncooperative co- outside, uh-huh. we'll take a team outside to, to bring them into the facility. So um, hopefully they're handcuffed already uh-huh. with, with the deputies. But, you know, there are times when cuffs are slipped. A hand is out, or they yeah. manipulate the cuff some kind of way. So we'll go out there with the team to uh, a team of deputies, reposition the handcuffs, and bring them into the facility. Whether that be by a wheelchair, or we, we you know, we can put them in the wheelchair and wheel them in. Mm-hmm. Or if they'll walk, we can walk them in. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how many, uh, like, how many deputies are assigned to that process up there? Oh man, I haven't been up there in a while. But I mean, like ballpark, least- like ten. There's at least six. 
Okay. Let's see. One, two, three, six. There's like eight, probably eight or nine people in that okay. in that so, area. So somebody comes up to the desk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so if they have property that's with them, yeah. right? They have property that comes into you guys. Anything they have on they had on their person because hopefully the arresting officer mm-hmm. took them. So we um, so, yes, we take all the property and we go through the property. We inventory mm-hmm. the property. We inventory the money. The uh, the um, jewelry, anything that they come yeah. in, we we separate it, put it up. Any medication that they come in, we ensure that we jot that down. The medical will come up, mm-hmm. and they will, you know, uh, inventory the the Medi- the medical the, yeah the yeah, medicine, whatever, the medicine prescription yeah. or whatever yeah. yeah. So they'll get that Assuming done. Assuming it's legit. Correct. Well, right? yeah. <laughs> we'll take them through the compass machine. You know, after a passers, take them to the compass machine. What's that? That's like it's an X-ray, an X- right? Like an X-ray. Yeah. To see if anything they have anything they've ingested anything. Oh. Uh, so, so what kind of things can you see? Like you can see drug, almost drug baggies you can see or drug baggies, keys. Um, so it doesn't have to be metal so like, or anything. It's just any yeah, object. Just oh. any abnormal object. Or like when people you, keister stuff or correct. whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. Do, do you find a lot of stuff like that? We did. Yeah. We oh. did back. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. Oh. So <laughs> I, there was so this is the Compass, or is that what's the Con mm-hmm. Compass? So that's like the new name. There was a Secure Pass. Secure Pass. Mm-hmm. So I remember when we we first got the Secure Pass machine. Um, it wasn't. I think it was Clearwater arrested somebody um, for a robbery, and they'd swallowed uh, the necklaces or something. Correct. Oh, yes. yes. Oh. I think I've seen a picture of that. Because it, yes. it doesn't. It doesn't. And I, I'm sure the new system is the same way. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't. Highlights say, hey, this is wrong, but you still have to look at it to see if anything looks abnormal. Looks abnormal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the person did get their necklaces back, I understand. Correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. That sounds messy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after they go through oh. Secure Pass, um, then that's when they would move on to like classification, the kind of way. They'll move on to the processing room. And okay. in the processing room, they'll get fingerprinted. They'll take another group of photos. Uh, Showing uh, any tattoos that they have, you know, they document those, mm-hmm. and they see they'll see medical, they'll mm-hmm. see the medical personnel, and then they'll wait to see classifications for a to get somewhere and, to stay. And, and if you're lucky, you're going to Central, and or if you're lucky, you're going home. Well, if you're lucky, <laughs> if you're lucky, you're going home. But if you're almost not, you know, yeah, concession price would be Central. With Central, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Yes. When do they get the clothes? Oh, they get the clothes also in the uh, in the intake area. So after okay. they get pat searched. And compass, they take them into the um, one of the search rooms, and they'll change. And out that's their when they give them okay. And, and then they get cool those universal clothes. sandals. And they get the little uni foot. The uni foot. The uni foot. Yeah. I kind of want a pair of those. You don't. I have. I have <laughs> like to display, not to wear. They're when, so loud. You can't speak up on anyone. When Assistant Chief Danzig was Colonel, he brought me a pair of. of oh uni yeah. Feet. I got them. Yeah, they're okay. in my office. Wow. Sometimes if I just the feet need to breathe, I'll just throw those puppies on, and shuffle around the office. Were they a new unused pair? Yes, they were. Because when he brought them to me, I'm like these. He's like, oh yeah, they were still in the, in the okay. original packaging. Wow. Uh, oh. But I know, being in laundry now, they wash they they, they wash do. those. Yeah. Reason, so it's a hard pass. <laughs> um, all right. So, what are some of the nuances of of intake? I imagine you've got people that are like, you know, cooperative. Yep, you got me. Let's get over with. And you got people that are obviously not happy to be there because odds are they're probably having um, one of the worst days of their this lives. This is the mm-hmm. worst day of of some people this is some people we get that come back and forth mm-hmm. and they yeah. understand the process and mm-hmm. you get them through and then you have some people that are just emotional mm-hmm. you know and they're uh just not they're not happy to be there but they're not un, you wouldn't call them uncooperative right. it's just you yeah. know it's a bad day they're just then, in a mood exactly right. and then you get the ones who come in who don't want to come in and mm-hmm. you have to bring them in because mm-hmm. yeah so 
Well, do you have any stories about any of the worst ones that oh, you had man. to bring in? I'll tell you. So the worst one that I've ever had to bring in, we had a call from outside. So there's a, to back up a little bit, there's a control box on the outside of the Sally Port, and the deputy will punch it, and the control officer will say, hey, what, what do you have? And the individual, this deputy, and I, I, it might have been Clearwater, but I'm not, I'm not sure. So he said, I have a individual and he's thrown up and he's in the back of the oh. vehicle <laughs> he's in the back of the vehicle and he's uncooperative mm. so we go out yeah. you know thinking throw up uh-huh. uh well whatever the or whatever the professional yeah. word for for that is <laughs> we'll go with that yeah that's a good one you know so we we go <laughs> so we go out and he's covered in something but it's not throw up he oh, is head no. to toe feces mm. oh. so i knew we'd get to poop eventually oh my god so mm. i don't well, we know we always do ricky yeah. we always do yeah i don't know what happened i don't like the guy. way you said that <laughs> this guy. Oh, like, i do not like the way i do not like the tone i do not like anything about what you just said anyway but guys covered is, in poop and he's extremely uncooperative mm. he's not like verbal he's physical and everything oh, wow so we go out and i remember it was me and uh sergeant moton and mm. now sergeant martinez uh, and Cordero, uh, Corporal Cordero, and our sergeant at the time, I believe, was Sergeant Richardson, who's a lieutenant now. Mm-hmm. So we go out, and we immediately smell that this oh. is not, not what this guy said vomit. it was, yeah. right? So he we, knew that. Oh, he knew. My gosh. He yeah. knew it wasn't yeah. vomit. That's yeah. dirty. Yeah, that's it dirty. is. Yeah. yeah, it is. Let me go into the low voice. That's dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that's dirty. So we go out, and I'm telling you, we are holding this guy, and he's pulling away from us because we're trying to stop from doing anything else but to yeah. get him to the shower. And do, you have, do you have, like, full personal protective equipment on or anything? No, we have our uniform on. We have our You've got gloves? We have gloves on. All I'm have, sorry. All you... Let me get back here. We have <laughs> gloves. I'm getting excited. So we have. Talking about Hey, you know, hey, this is you know, yeah. this is. So we have gloves on. Um, and and that's it, it. Just gloves. That's it. No oh. mask. No thing. Stuff can be flying anywhere. No, not, wow. no nothing. Mm. So we take him in. We can't take him to the shower because he's just too uncooperative. So we take him straight in to get a facial recognition, and we're trying to get him through this process so that we can get him. I'm just imagining this guy with poop all over his we face. Can, 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 all can we find yeah, this picture, please? That's, that's Jim. That's Jim. We got him. Uh, oh, my gosh. Is it, oh, we calling him Jim? Is that his name? No, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Uh-huh. So Sounds Jim. Yeah. Is, but no. But it's all over him. So, I'm, I mean, we are have happy hands because we're trying not to do anything other than to get him. Mm-hmm unsecured and get him to another area. <laughs> mm-hmm. But as the nurse, as the nurse was trying to evaluate him, he jumped at the nurse. Oh. So we had to stabilize him. And once we stabilized him, feces went oh. everywhere. Oh. On your white shirts. It went yeah. everywhere. And Sergeant Moton got the worst of it. And he hates, he, Sergeant Moton, I'm talking about you now, but he hates, <laughs> he can't deal with that smell or anything. So I don't the, know that there are people that enjoy it. They don't enjoy, it, but you can work. You know, you can, and he can. I'm, he can work through it, but he, he literally, he can't handle it. And he went running the other way. <laughs> he went running it, and it ended up all over my arm and everything. Oh. So I had to go and change, change. And a good deputy always has a change, change of, of clothes. uniform. Right. So I had another uniform to put on. It showered up a little bit and came back, but that was our worst. That I feel was like my y'all worst. should just put a hose or something in the Sally Port. <laughs> 
That's there what I was thinking. There probably is one in there. There yeah. probably is a holes in there. I'm so, sure there is. I mean, I can make the official ask, but I mean, if you just kind of had an area where you could just put them in there and just... Yeah. Like one of those nice, <laughs> fancy rain showers. Just that lock them in the box. Yeah, that would be nice. A little bit extra pressure. That would be nice. Then you don't have to... This is the this is the place to maybe get it done. Yeah, something well, we like are that. a podcast yeah, I mean, to get things done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, wow. but the sh- the shower area is kind of the same. It's right there in the Sally Port. Mm-hmm. But it was just we made the decision. Let's get him in here and let's get done with this. But mm. that, <laughs> that was a horrible one. Oh so who, who does who does the cleanup then of? Like either the, the vehicle or the transport. We have uh, inmate workers. The, we have okay. inmate workers okay. that are assigned oh. to. Uh, nice. All right. He to should have been assigned to clean his own mess. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm guessing he wouldn't, though. No, yeah. no, you have to. Uh, let's like gonna, that's mishes. a privilege, isn't he's it? He's going to set you guys yeah. up like that. That's he, was, not, <laughs> he was in no condition. That's not cool. <laughs> All right. So um, after intake, then what? So after intake, they go to processing and they wait for uh, fingerprinting. Mm-hmm. They wait to see the medical. No, no, sorry. What do you do after? We already did that. You're good. Where, so I, you once go I drop them off, the, oh, I'm after processing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put in to go to training. Mm. So uh-huh. I put in, I applied for training, and I end up as a trainer. Okay. Now, right again, pause for context. Uh, so our training uh, division, which we'll, we'll drag someone in here eventually oh, for yeah. training. Mm-hmm. Of course, Freddie is a good person to talk to as mm-hmm. well. But um, So we have uh, two basically different different teams of trainers. that are That's what they do full-time. We have the law enforcement trainers and the corrections trainers. Correct. So, and that's another important point for a corrections job. There are opportunities to move around. Just because Correct. you're a corrections mm-hmm. certified deputy doesn't mean you're going to be working in the jail. Mm-hmm. So you put in to go to training. Why? And training is one of the coveted positions at, at the jail. You know, A lot of guys want to get over there. But I, I put in to... Uh, go to training because I have a, my degree in uh, social sciences is, is uh, I wanted to be a teacher. Okay. So I wanted to be a teacher, uh-huh. but I went to, I did a couple of internships at an alternative school and then a high school. And I was uh-huh. like, ah, oh, this is, this yeah. is, this is not for me. You're probably dealing with some of the same because, kids. Because there were kids involved. Oh, it was tough yeah. Yeah. dealing with kids. <laughs> a, and you, it wasn't the kids; it was the parents, which uh-huh. is interesting. <laughs> you know, it was. We got the some par- teacher uh huh bonding uh-huh. over here. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it, the parents were the, were the ones. But yeah, so I did that, and I wanted to go to training because I, you know, I, I wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. I wanted to teach, and I like to talk. Mm-hmm. So. I thought I, I thought I'd do good over there. Yeah. So how was that? How was it? It was it was amazing. It, 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 training was amazing. There's so much that you see a different. Uh, you get a different outlook on the agency. You get a broad view mm-hmm. of the agency, and not the you know I had the small view at the. You don't see how everything kind of works together. Right. To you know because you, you you come in contact with so many people um, in training because we're not just training the DDC members. Mm-hmm. We're also going to PAL and training their um, staff members with CPR. Right. We're also doing the Citizens Academies. Now, now, when you come in as a trainer, you've got to get all those training certifications. Correct. It's not just like, hey, here's a red shirt. So right. To talk about, just briefly, because we could do an entire mm-hmm. podcast about that, but and just talk will. about, yeah, <laughs> yeah, talk about briefly just the, the, the different certifications you have to get and, and how long, what it takes. So I think one of the things that helped me was that I, I I knew coming in coming in that I wanted to be in, end up in training. Mm-hmm. So as soon as I got to the agency, I put myself through the instructor techniques class. So there's an instructor techniques certification that you need before you can start getting all the other ones. Which or, just that's and that just teaches you how to talk to people. That's the in basic front of people. Right. That's the basic mm-hmm. one. Yep. So I got that one first, and then I put myself through the firearms. Uh, certification. So I got okay. the firearm. So I came in when I put my application in, I already had 
uh, instructor technique, general instructor. Okay. And I had the firearm cert. Yeah. So now me, I can come in and they don't have to lose me to go to, to, go to them. A, a class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and they know how dedicated you are. This is not something you're putting in just because. Yeah. It, it was a know. strategic move. Yeah. It was a strategic <laughs> nice. move because nice. I knew there were some heavy hitters that are going to want this mm-hmm. um, thing. So I yeah. wanted to give myself the best foot for it. And I went to training after two years. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. was. Very early in my uh, career, I ended up over in in training. So Mm -hmm. um, I got those certs, and and that's what happens. They put me through the defensive tactics Mm -hmm. uh, certification. Because you have to have all of them. You, oh. Eventually, you have to get them. You, right. you, you can work under someone else's um, direction, someone else's okay. certification. Okay. But it. it's better if you have your if you have those. The trainers have theirs. So you know. have now. Then so what certifications do you have? So I training? have the driving cert. I have the uh, general cert. I have firearms. I have um, defensive, tactics. defensive tactics. I have the first aid okay. um, cert. So those are the main ones that right. you need. Anything else is kind of extra. And so those are not easy to get. They're not. So, so I want to backtrack just a little bit. Um, you said you got the firearm certification, mm-hmm. and that's specifically for teaching firearm certification. Teaching. But as a um, detention deputy, you guys do get firearms training. We get firearms I think, training. I think people don't realize that sometimes. So Absolutely. I just, you know, the yeah. good thing about our agency is is so coming to training, you kind of see how the in-services are, are put together. Yeah. And so our defensive tactics and our firearms training we kind of try to set it up right along with how, it, you know, it's different, but we do most of the same things that patrol mm-hmm. um, is doing with the exception of the the driving. You know, yeah. they may have the driving sure. uh, stuff that they do, but we try to implement um, all of those things into, tr- into training. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we, we, we get, we get, you know, going to other agencies, seeing the in-service that the D de- that the detention side has, yeah. we are far and above. Uh, what a lot of agencies are. There are a lot of good agencies, sure. but we really um, are setting the bar on, on the training, the training and, and what the expectation. And just to kind of clarify on that a little bit further, so you have your your Class B uniforms that, you, that y'all are wearing on mm-hmm. duty, which is the white. You don't have any, nobody has a, a gun uh, inside the gym. Correct, no, no gun. But when you're wearing inside. your Class A's outside, uh, you're, if you're off compound, you've got a gun. You, you look just like a patrol deputy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah. difference and, and has the same, mm-hmm. you know, training as, as far as, as handling. And so that's yep. why we do a lot of the, um, with firearms, we do a lot of the shoot, no shoot scenarios, mm-hmm. deadly force decision making because mm-hmm. they do. We, I mean, the sheriff authorized um, the DDC going to and from home. You can carry your fire, you can carry right. your firearm okay. going home as long as it's uh, authorized uh, firearm. You right. can yeah. carry it to and from home. Right. So, you know, they have to be responsible f- with those guns, which mm-hmm. is why, you know, you take that firearm seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what takes you out of training? You're there for two years? So I want to get promoted. So okay. I, I, it's, it's time for me to... So I was in training, I guess, two or three years. And I actually tried to um, come out of training several times because I wanted to be a corporal. Mm-hmm. So I, I applied for corporal, the corporal of training. And I think at the time, Deputy Seymour got a mm-hmm. beautiful pick. Good, good guy. Good pick. But, you know, I wanted... Not I had a beautiful asper- guy, though. He is. He's, he's a beautiful guy. He is. Yeah. Seymour's not bad. He, one, of the, yeah. one of the Chewbacca's we got. He's Chewbacca. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. But that's I my guy. guy. He was, he's, he, you know, he was, a, he was a good corporal. But, I, you know, I had aspirations. I knew that at some point I needed to put on corporal and I needed to get back to the jail. So I put in to... This is a funny story about that. I put in to go back to the jail. And at the time, Guardian was starting up, the mm-hmm. Guardian program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I put in to go back to the jail, and at the time it was Major Campbell. 
And I took my memo to her because I didn't want anyone to think that I was upset mm-hmm. about not getting the, the training mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. So I went to her and I said, hey, I didn't want any, you know, misinterpretations on why I'm doing this. But I do have aspirations to be promoted. And I want to go back to the jail as a corporal because they have openings now for corporal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she told me right there, she said, I, I, I see your memo, but I am going to recommend that you stay. But I will present it. So she presented it. And she did recommend that I stay. And she called me back about two days later to come to her office. And she says, hey, um, I did show everyone your memo that you wanted to go, but I need you to stay. You know, <laughs> Is that because needs, you, were too, you, to you were too good at what you did? They could, they could. Say that again. You were too good at what you did. They, they, they pound for pound, <laughs> pound for pound. You were pound, the best person in training. Pound for pound. I, 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 uh, I should be on the Mount Rushmore, pound for pound. Good. But no, but... Uh, <laughs> But like, no, like, the, like all like all, all of them, four, four of you yeah, up yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah. But no, at the time. I'm all for <laughs> But no. One in CRT, one is honor guard, yeah. one is training, one in in my most humble opinion. But no, at, at the at the at at the time the guardian program was new and it was fresh. Uh-huh. So we had like a hundred guardians. It, I mean, it was a lot. It was a big yeah. thing. So the, honestly, there's no way I was gonna get out of training at that time. Yeah. So I was held up. Um, that time and she called me back in and she said hey I am gonna keep you here Mm -hmm. I understand you want to go but we Uh need you here Mm -hmm. so that was that and then I tried again and something another program started up and um, I think the last time I met with uh, then Colonel Danzig Mm -hmm. Uh and Colonel Danzig you know I told him about my aspirations and he said okay we'll bring you back to Mm -hmm. the jail so I came back uh, as a corporal to the jail so did you go above her you went, no, I you went, not, you went no, over there? No, you know, I, I use it as... You said, Colonel, no, save me. No, 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 no. I, 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 no I, wasn't trying to, I was definitely wasn't trying to go above. Oh. But, you know, the open door policy, I, yeah. wanted, I wanted advice on... Clever my, way to do I, it. Yeah, I wanted advice, yeah. you know, and, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and who better to tell you mm-hmm. what you need to do than the person who was making those decisions mm-hmm. at the time, which mm-hmm. was Colonel... Yeah, Colonel makes Dancy. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So you, you you go back to the jail, then how long do you end up getting promoted? Oh man, you kind of you've had kind of a fast track overall. I, 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 you're I, telling yeah. me this story, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, yeah, Guardians that was, that was only a couple years ago, like yeah. Yeah. lieutenant. So yeah, I did. They so must I, agree with that whole pound for pound deal. No, I don't know if they agree with it, but I, you know, <laughs> you I, say I, it often enough. Somebody does. They will. I think I put myself speaking in, in, into existence. <laughs> I think I put myself in good positions you know everywhere I went I tried to excel at whatever I did you know I I didn't I I came in with a goal I came here I think I was 33 years old 34 so I had been through all the growing pains of the military you know I got in Mm -hmm. much trouble Mm -hmm. growing up and in the military Mm -hmm. so I've been through those growing pains and when I came here I was my focus was good so I know what I wanted and I put together uh the best strategic plan that I could (laughs) And I, I I tried to excel at everything, you know, so I maybe uh, we should point out we're going to talk about it later. But in addition to putting yourself through all those training things after two years on, you were also CRT and you were also honor guard. So within my first year. So Uh after you can do all these things after your probationary Uh period. So the probationary period is a year. Uh So after that year, I was CRT and honor guard. I put in for CRT and honor guard and And got them both Mm -hmm. and got them both in, in that um Right after that year. So you were shining right right out the gate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, I was trying. I was trying. You know, yeah, I had a yeah. lot of, there was a lot of people there that I watched that kind of, um, that I utilized as mentors and they kind of pushed me in the right direction. So, mm-hmm. so talk, let's talk about promotion. What happened? Did you get the call? I got the, I got the call. 
I got the call. So um, I'm working on a Saturday. And we can't have phones in jail. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So I'm working on a Saturday. And the position that I had at the time was I was a G escort. So I was the escort for uh, 2F, upper and lower G. But I was a busybody. So I was, I'm always everywhere, mm -hmm. right? So you call for an escort. I'm jumping on your call. I'm going to get the, you know, pick up the person, take them to wherever they're going. And so I finally sit down, and my, my schedule at the time was uh, 7 to 7, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. So I finally sit down to go through some reports or something at about, it may have been 3 o'clock, 3 p.m. And so I pull the computer up, and I look at my email, and it's the sheriff on my email, and he's asking me to give him a call. Uh -huh. And it was a cell phone number. So I had saw this, I saw that cell phone number the day before. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this cell phone number. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, and I'm looking at it. I'm like, a spam call. Who is it? Yeah. Right. So I didn't answer the phone. And, uh, so and this I, is on your desk phone. So, or is it on your personal? No, this is my personal okay, cell your personal phone. Cell phone. Uh -huh. Yeah, this okay. is my personal. So I, I got off um, work. So I worked Friday, Saturday, Sunday this mm -hmm. week. So Friday, um, I saw the call. I was on a break. I saw the call and I, whatever. <laughs> So now when I get off work, that, that number had called me like two more times. Mm. Oh. So I'm like, man, who is this? But I, I didn't think anything about it. So the yeah, next you're like, it's, uh -huh. you think it's your car warranty yeah, whatever, gone yeah. out or whatever. <laughs> that was horrible, wasn't it? The warranty <laughs> thing? It yeah. kind of slowed down. Finally, yeah, it did. It finally slowed down. But um, so at, at, at three three o'clock, four o'clock, I see the email for um, me to give the sheriff a call. And I hadn't gotten, I knew I hadn't been in any trouble. So I'm like, okay, this may be it. So... I call and he tells me, you know, that he tells me that I'm being promoted and that he's been trying to reach me uh, since yesterday. And I, and, you know, I was happy. And then he tells me, hey, make sure you clear your voicemail because your <laughs> voicemail is full. Oh, and now that you're wow. a supervisor, people may need to call you. And, and so, yikes. Yeah. So, yikes. So that was my funny, funny oh, story. So, yeah, awesome. that was. About, and then you saved his number. Yes. The yeah. number is definitely yeah. saved yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> the number is saved now. I've got a, I've got a special ringtone. Yeah, it do. rings through regardless mm -hmm. of where I am or what I'm doing. So if he yes. ever wants to get me and I'm like at a funeral or something, if he calls me, it's going to make noise. Absolutely. Yeah. I've Absolutely. heard, though, like, if, if you are, you know, a deputy, yeah. like, you better have his number yeah. saved. He, or you never know. He could call you. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so then what? You get you get promoted. That, like, what do you, you got to go back to work that day? Like, you so got I a couple get promoted, hours left? I get promoted, and I go back to work, and I told no one. I told oh. no one about the promotion. I didn't well, tell my why lieutenant. Is that? Well, you know what? It, He's being a, humble. I, I seriously, I was because pound, the, pound he is the most humble person. I am. Ever. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Damn, we're making shirts. So no, right? there, there, you know, there's a lot of people who are deserving of promotions, and there's a lot of people who are fighting hard to get promoted. And so I didn't want to be the guy to get promoted and then run around. And I, I figured at, every, at some point, right. everyone would figure it out. But um, I just went back to work. I think I, we were painting. We were getting ready for an inspection. So I went back to painting. I had a uh, uh -huh. paintbrush. I was running around painting and uh -huh. escorting and, and doing everything that I was doing before. So I didn't tell anyone. It's just, and it's, it's literally that. There's that's a lot the, of people that's the right thing to do. Yeah. you know, yeah. so I didn't want to feel like I was rubbing it in anyone's right. face. So what's your first assignment as sergeant? My first assignment is uh, is South Division Max Maximum Security South Division mm. Uh, mm. night Hello. shift yeah. night shift absolutely yeah welcome yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no indoctrination I'm gonna go no back nothing. to my paintbrush here we go yeah, yeah so uh, absolutely so that was my first uh, first assignment 
And matter of fact, during that time, I think COVID was running, was had just reared its head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, that was an interesting time. Uh, yeah, that, was, that was scary. We didn't know what was going on then. It was yeah. definitely it was definitely scary. And then um, one of the areas I had was Delta Wing, and we housed a lot of the COVID positive mm-hmm. uh, oh. inmates on that wing. Uh-huh. And so, as you know, then it was scary then because yeah, we didn't know, know what, what this thing. Yeah, right. we all thought we were going to die. We just assumed, you know. Yeah, you had no work. idea. So mm-hmm. that, that's where I started. Mm-hmm. You know, on Delta Wing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're peace So and, and I, it's very it's very complex and, and obviously we we moved uh, COVID positive inmates or inmates that had been potentially exposed into a specific area. Mm-hmm. But what other special protocols did you have and and what did that look like? So we had you know we had to wear masks at the time mm-hmm. and then in those pod areas we had we were ex- the expectation that was that we were going inside those pods mm-hmm. to do our uh, thirty minutes checks. Mm-hmm. So um, that was that was really scary because people were scared. They didn't know this thing was airborne, and mm-hmm. now I'm going to have to go into mm-hmm. an area with COVID positive um, mm-hmm. inmates, mm-hmm. and so people were scared uh, during that time. So um, you know, I, I what we did was I my corporal I had Corporal James at the time, mm-hmm. so Corporal James was the, was a corporal, and I pulled Corporal James aside and I said, "Hey, um, I'm going to do the checks in." I think it was it was either Delta three or Delta one, one of them. So I'm gonna do the checks in um, Delta Wing. Tell the guys I'll be down here at by the 30 minute mark, and I'll do the check because I know everyone's scared. And usually that's not a sergeant's responsibility. It's be not a deputy that would go. It's not, it. but you know, most yeah. of the time the sergeants will come down. You know, you you do your your visits to the areas, mm-hmm. but um, I, t- I I took that stance that I was gonna do that check. So um, Corporal James said, okay, if you're going, I'm going too. So me and Corporal James, mm-hmm. you know, we're going in, we're going in the pod, and next thing we know, we look around, and our whole crew is with us. So that's what we did. Oh, wow. We all went into the the COVID positive, positive pod to do the check. Nice. And then uh, after a while, I would go down there, and they'll say, sorry, get out of here. We got it, you know. So Why do you think that is? Why, why did you make that decision to do that? Because I, I feel like that leadership um, – that's that's why you that's why you get those stripes and those bars, you know, mm-hmm. it's to be a it's something for me to tell somebody to do something, but for them to see me do something. And in and, and our world at the time, you know, we're not on the road dealing with in people's, you know, uh in the dark dealing with these folks and we don't know mm-hmm. um what's going on. It's very a little dangerous. more controlled. It's a little more weird. <laughs> right. And you know, it's still as dangerous, but sure. it's more controlled. But at the time, that was the that was the <laughs> That was scary for everybody. Mm-hmm. So I say, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna ask you guys to go into this pod, I'm gonna go in here too. And so it was just a respect level that was mm-hmm. that was gained. That's huge. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. So, You're willing to do anything that they do. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You have to put yourself in that situation. Mm-hmm. So um, just really quick, a, a kind of operational question. So how how many as a sergeant in Max, for example, how many how many deputies do you have? So generally, like ballpark. Oh, you mean as far as how many? Uh, like how I'm, many are on my your, in your unit? Yeah, under my unit, um, maybe twelve, thirteen. Okay. So, and when you say come down to do, like, are you physically coming down from somewhere else, or your office is kind of so on I'm the in wing? A, yeah, I'm in the the office is off wing, so the Got office it. is off wing. Okay. And I have to travel down to, to Delta it. Wing to. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Yeah. Tell so, us a little bit about what Max is like too. So this is one. These are like the worst of the worst in the jail. Yes, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say the worst of the worst, but they are the they have the uh, the worst charges mm, in the okay. jail. Their charges okay. say that they are definitely the worst of the uh-huh. worst. Yes, but uh, you know, but just like anywhere else, you have those guys that come in and they 
you don't have any issues with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have a guy who's just in there on a misdemeanor charge who is a big issue. Gotcha. You know, so yes, charge wise, they are. They okay. will be considered. And so, then that's one person per cell or. It's it's how different they, depending they... upon the area you're okay. in. So Delta Wing is one one person a cell. Uh-huh. Um, I believe every, every and then there's parts of Echo Wing, the female lockdown pod. There's one per cell, but then um, Echo One. But everywhere else, you have multiple inmates in okay in a cell. Yes, yeah, so, I mean just for just for try to paint the picture a little bit, going from direct supervision where you kind of have a, a deputy, a kind of podium, open seating area, mm-hmm. then like a double level. Uh, it kind of sounds like bubble level, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, yeah. a double level um, uh, dormitory style. Right. Stuff. So then this is really more of a, a much more enclosed space. There's a much smaller common area. Correct. But then still two levels of individual cells. Correct. So I just want to make yes. sure I'm thinking of the right mm-hmm. place. Okay. That is quite different. That is it quite is different. definitely my least favorite place to walk through. But it is. It's, 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 yeah. it's something. It's tough. So your initial time as sergeant, uh, you're in max the entire time initially? I'm in max. Because you I, get... You get you go back to training at some point. I do go back to training. So yeah. I, I got another call. This time I had the cell phone number saved. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> so, so I got another call from the sheriff and um, asking, was I interested in coming back to the training as a sergeant? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way he put it was, hey, hey it's a no-brainer, but it's your decision. Do right. you want to go back? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> know? But, but yes, I, um, I got that call and I came back to training as the sergeant. And that was after probably... Maybe a year, mm-hmm. a year and a half, and max. In, but in, you were so well, you were so popular when you were in training, so they wanted to keep you there. So they want to bring you back. Here we go. You so know, we'll and go the back. way the way training is structured, it is a division. So you have a lieutenant that is over training. Mm-hmm. There's a a correction sergeant uh, and then a law enforcement sergeant that oversees those respective deputies. Now right. they have an administrative sergeant. To hey, kind where of help was them. that when I was? There? I know, <laughs> right? Everybody, you need to redo or something Come to help on. keep up with because it, it's a large agency. Absolutely. There's a lot going on, you know, mm-hmm. and, if, and probably the time you came in there probably still playing catch up from in Absolutely. service and things during the pandemic. So oh, yeah. it's a busy place. Mm-hmm. Training Very just busy. never stops. No, it no. doesn't because we keep him yeah. busy with our we stuff. Do. Oh, yeah. And that's a teeny tiny piece of it. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we were out till 1030 last night doing one of our community um, mm-hmm. public education programs. And I was feeling sorry for myself because it was 1030. I wasn't going to get any sleep. <laughs> the training guys that were with us then went off to the range to yeah. teach the guardians for another right. two still, or three hours. Still so going. I didn't oh, yeah. have any right to feel sorry for myself. So, so <laughs> besides right. the obvious, how is that kind of different from when you were in training before? That was very different. Mm. So in, in training before, I'm I'm with my peers, you know, these are my 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 coworkers, these are these are my these are my folks. Yeah. So now I gotta mm-hmm. come back and I gotta supervise these guys, mm. you know, who Now who was the lieutenant at the time, Danzig? At the time, no, the lieutenant well, when I came back it was Grissinger. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It was Grissinger. Oh, okay. And then 4K came Got shortly it. thereafter. Okay. So yeah. I was with 4K most of the time. Mm-hmm. So uh yeah. Grissinger and then 4K. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what 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 made it different? What made Anything it different specific was I actually see now what the sergeant is, <laughs> the DDC sergeant is responsible for mm-hmm. in training, mm-hmm. which is a low each sergeant, but you know, uh-huh. my yeah. hands were my fingerprints were on the DDC side, the detention side. But I see that this is a big this, this is a big operation, you know. Looking at it from a deputy standpoint, I literally thought that I was going to come back and that I was going to be in the, I would be in the mat room and out at the range mm-hmm, teaching mm-hmm. still. That's pretty right. ambitious of you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I did that probably for 
a couple days and realize that <laughs> that ain't it, huh? This is not uh, going to work. You there, know? I mean, I would imagine trainers have big personalities, right? So Absolutely. Is, are there clashes out there? How does that? Well, our train. So our training, and if I can back up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, when I when I saw the scope, the large scale scope, I went up and met with again Major Danzig now because mm-hmm. now he's back here. Mm-hmm. He was back here as a major, and I asked him for advice on how to <laughs> maneuver my way through this training position. And he said, hey, you know what? If you have questions, ask, because people fail because they don't ask questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and that's, that's what I did. So I asked, I would ask people, you know, if, if, when I had things, projects or things that I need to do, I'd ask people, you know, yeah. at the time, Captain Danzig, um, he had been a sergeant, then a lieutenant of training, and then a captain. And then I had a, a Sergeant Luckett, who's Lieutenant Luckett now, mm-hmm. that I, I, you know, I fed off of those guys and I took what I could from them. So, and, and so now the different to answer your question, there were, uh, I wouldn't say they're clashes, mm-hmm. but, you know, the alpha personality definitely has to be, mm-hmm. the, you know, the alpha dog has to, you have to let them let P folks know who is the yeah. pound for pound <laughs> alpha dog, you know. And, and you, right. you have the mat room right there. So we got the mat that, room right. How, we have the mat room right there. We settled some things in the <laughs> yeah. mat room, you know. Really? <laughs> yeah, we we got some guys. We're training. We don't talk about flight no, clubs. So, yeah. And listen, these are my guys. You got you got some you got some uh, strong guys in training now. You got mm-hmm. uh, dude. They're all corporals now, but you mm-hmm. got Deuce, uh-huh. and you have uh, Jimmy Haley. You have Gilmore. You have and Swearingen. Miss Archibald is there now. Hopefully, I didn't miss. And Rama Santos, mm-hmm. but the one who really wanted to come after me was Deputy Bell. Oh yeah, mm. oh yeah. He wanted to really, <laughs> why, you know, why, why was that? Well, it's because he's an old school CRT guy. You know, uh-huh. he was CRT when they, I think, they had flak vest, vest. <laughs> really, you know, they were romping, stomping right. type mm-hmm. guy. We're more technique based, right? But if we a need more to, refined now, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, <laughs> so he really wanted to test. The, the he wanted to test and he lost in the mat room. Oh, he okay. begs to oh. differ, but I'm on the podcast. So, oh. this is the official record. So, this is the this official is, record, oh. you know. So, oh. maybe, maybe oh. he can come in with D bowl and he can kind of clear that up. Oh, now, I don't know. But I'm on the podcast, so yeah, I, I won that one. <laughs> I definitely won that one. And he outweighed me by oh. at least 100 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, how, how, what was your te- how did you win? What's your, what's your technique? What's your, is this a is stand up strikes or is this ground fighting? Best Listen, pound for pound. It doesn't matter. Thank you. Just, pound just, for pound. I, I can stand, I can go on the ground. But at the time, you know, I was, I was doing a lot of training in jujitsu. Uh-huh. And Bell. Oh, no, you do jujitsu. Yes, we, we have go. something to and, talk about. Yeah. yeah. And he was pretty good. So we were on the ground. Uh-huh. We were okay. on the ground. Okay. Uh, so, what'd you catch him in? Uh, I actually I didn't catch him in it with anything. Yes, you did. He j- he just oh, yeah. <laughs> he just was <laughs> I like the downward dog. Is that, <laughs> no, that's yoga? Sorry. Yeah, like that's yoga. I know about that. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know nothing about um, jujitsu. He just couldn't handle me. We'll no, leave he, it he at just, that. He just gave up. He just tapped from exhaustion or he, tapped. He probably from was your, tired. Your awesomeness. He probably was he tired. But I think out. I think people started coming into the mat room, so we had to kind of stop. Okay, I think we okay. both were tired. So you, to be you, honest, you won on points. I won absolutely. Isn't the best way to win. But okay, okay. Oh man. Wow. <laughs> this is good stuff. Yes. There's like a fight club and yeah. training we didn't know yeah. about. Now everybody's going to know. Oh, no. But nobody uh, talks about it. No, no. <laughs> right. Do you still train jujitsu? I do. I do. Where, 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 um, where do you train? So I, I'm at Gracie Brandon. Okay. Um, I'm on okay. the missing persons uh, milk carton right now. Uh, yeah, I am at Gracie, at Gracie Valley Clearwater, too. Yeah, so. I'm on the missing persons uh, uh, oh. <laughs> It's just I have so It's just so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you're a lieutenant. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's still so much going on. Yeah. It's a lot. Support is no joke. So let's get to that. So you're did you ever go back to the jail from training or did you get promoted to lieutenant? So I got entry? promoted from training uh to lieutenant. Okay. Yeah. So And did you answer the phone this time? I did answer the phone yeah. and I was actually going home. I was going home at about four o'clock and I got a call. Um and I knew that calls were being made because you always know that when the calls are, are being, folks mm-hmm. aren't supposed to say anything, mm-hmm. but somehow it's getting out. Mm-hmm. So I was on the phone, I believe with Sergeant Martinez at the time. Uh-huh. And I got a call from the 464 and I said, man, I got a 461. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> and so I answered and it's the sheriff. And, um, I was promoted again from there nice. from nice. training. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, your assignment, that- cause I mean, we're talking what year and a half ago? Two years ago, we're. I mean, it was totally <laughs> lost track of time here, but it's so 2022. Yeah. You were the first Meet the Stars feature that we did, and you there were we a go. sergeant. Okay. Right, right. So, yeah, and it wasn't long after that right before out. I was like, <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. so you go straight to support then? I go straight to support. Go so straight to support. Let's talk about it. What okay. is your day to day? What do you do? Oh, wow. So in support. Um, I have the program services area, who's the supervisor there's uh, Ramona Schaefer. Mm-hmm. And I have, so we have 21 individuals in that group, um, mm-hmm. 18 social workers, mm-hmm. um, admin assistants, and program uh, coordinators. Mm-hmm. Um, I have the chaplain's office, and that's a team of about five, five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, I have... Allied transportation again. Now the contract. Full circle. Allied. I have right. the allied comps. Uh, and that's, um, I'm sorry, that's senior chaplain Hanson mm-hmm. over the chaplain's office. And then I have um, allied security uh, contract. And they are at Safe Harbor. They're at Visitation. They're at Juvenile Assessment Center. Um, and then we deal with all the internal transport and the external transport, picking inmates up, taking them to doctor's appointments, mm-hmm. taking them back and forth from the different uh, jail and prison facilities. And that's Sergeant Frangesvic, Caroline Frangesvic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I have the security specialist, which is the newest, one of the newest uh, units. And I want to give okay. them a shout out, a shout out for the security specialists because they're one of the little known um, areas um, of the agency. Of the agency yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. those guys really do a good job. They, they really... Uh, they love being a part of the agencies and, and they're not well known. So I'll give so, them so what, a, what, is, what is their role exactly? So yeah. they deal with the, they, they're at the, they man checkpoint. So they man the entrance okay. uh, to the, to the jail facility mm-hmm. and they're at the hospital. So they, their main duty is to okay. uh, they stay with the inmates, secure the inmates at the hospital. Okay. Yeah, so where you main. otherwise would have had to send a deputy so out you have to, to stay send with a the deputy. inmate. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And then they are also in the lobby area to controlling the, the the mag area okay so we have them and that's sergeant moton sergeant moton is the security specialist sergeant um i have crt and honor guard and that's (laughs) (laughs) of course that's uh corporal kilpatrick Mm -hmm. corporal Uh kilpatrick Mm -hmm. is is awesome excuse me he's awesome at what he does does with honor guard and um the cr correction response team Mm -hmm. and that's my area. That's it. That's, That's my area. Just a couple things. Yeah, just no, so I, stuff. We're, we're going to dive into the corrections response team <laughs> mm-hmm. and honor guard. But first, I want to go back and talk about some of the programs and things that you have for inmates. Because yeah, yeah, there's a lot uh, going a on. A common question that we, that we get on on our end of things uh, is people want to ask about services and things we have to help kind of rehabilitate inmates mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. And 
while we do have some of those things, people also need to realize that, you know, the average length of stay at the jail is like 32 days. Correct. Right. So right. Yeah. You, you're, you're pretty limited with what you can do. A lot of the rehabilitation and mm-hmm. those, those transformative type programs are in the state prison system. Right. But right. Just briefly, just touch on some of the different programs that, that y'all are facilitating for inmates. Um, the, the good, the, one of the bigger ones that we just, we just got our Manny Wolf, who was the lead social worker, he just got us the batterers, uh, batterers uh, intervention certificate, and the, okay. our jail is probably, I, I believe, is the first uh, jail facility with that batterers uh, oh, wow. intervention certificate. So we have that now, and we have many of our um, uh, of our social workers are going through to get to get the cert so that they can teach um, that class, and that that was a huge accomplishment for the program serve for program services. They have in a uh, AANA, mm-hmm. um, we have a red tent, which is a uh, is is for um, our female inmates, mm-hmm. and it teaches them social skills. It, mm-hmm. it just a that umbrella. It's a big umbrella that they're that they're uh, teaching the inmates different things, mm-hmm. you know, to rehabilitate and teaching them skills so that when they get out, they can apply them. In, in, in positive ways. So how d- are those programs voluntary for the inmates, I would assume? Those programs are voluntary. Okay. They Even can the sign, batterers? All of that is voluntary. They have to sign up uh, for it, and they are vetted for the program. Because mm-hmm. we don't want, you know, you got you to think the jail, a lot of the inmates have time to kind of uh, come up with different ways to see different people that they haven't seen mm-hmm. in so long. Stay so busy, they can yeah. utilize. Yeah, Change the scenery. And they can utilize those programs just to come in and mess around, yeah, yeah. and not take it seriously. Right. So we are actively looking and and observing while these classes are going on, yeah. and we vet the individuals for the class, and that's that's how we do it. Now, are you looking? Are are can any inmate do it, or is it just inmates that are sentenced? So like, it's mostly the sentenced okay. inmates. Yes, right. the sentenced inmates. Because you know, you get one that's like, oh, they're only going to be correct here for. And the big one for me that that I love that we do is the GED uh, mm-hmm. program that mm-hmm. you know, and we hold um, graduate. We just had our first graduation since COVID oh. of one of the juveniles uh, graduated recently, and um, the and we have adult GED classes. But that's those are the one I really like those the yeah. to see the GED. It, it goes a long way. That education, sure. that education, yeah. is, and the is fact big. that they're trying to put the work in to get Absolutely. back on the right yeah. track, yeah. and they get something tangible, correct that they can yeah. u- utilize and be proud of. You yeah. Know, so, mm-hmm. all right. Well, what do you like to talk about more? We'll start with that corrections response team or honor guard. Let's oh, go. Oh no, are we going to make him or, choose a or, favorite, or, or you save the best for last, like dessert? <laughs> Which one of those oh two my is gosh. dessert? <laughs> Yeah. Pre- I can't no do pressure. It. No pressure. <laughs> I can't do let's it. Let's start with honor guard because you're going to get emotional. And oh, let's get that no. out of the way. Yeah, let's okay. make him emotional. I'm trying not right. to. Yeah. No, no one has cried on the podcast yet. But. No, I'm not going to cry. Okay. <laughs> you're going to get a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's already started. It's going to be fine. And then you're going to have to sing. Oh, no, man. No. We have the microphone. He's not going to sing. We can't scare people off. Thank you. We can't. Okay. Low voice. Thank you, Rick. I don't know. Did he just insult you? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's not what it was intended. I'm trying to save Thank him. Thank you for oh, your help, oh, Ricky. Oh. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Mm. Best pound for pound singer in the anyway. No, no, he is not best. He admitted he is not best. I'm pound not the for best pound, pound for singer. pound. He is like number five. I'm number five. Number five. I'm yeah. the one. I'm the willing one. That's that's willing to. Uh, pound for pound, he has the least stage fright of any of the that's singers. That's what it is. Pound for pound, there in my is. most humble opinion, <laughs> I have the least amount of stage fright. There it yeah. is. All right. Debbie so, Toes is coming up pretty quick. 
Mm. Deputy Toes. That's the one. Pretty good. All right. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to, we got to get them. Okay. Got to get them going, singing something. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah. Can we have a musical episode? (laughs) Like like that Buffy episode. Uh, (laughs) I'm dating myself. Okay. 56 the musical. Yes. Um, All right. So, Honor Guard. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, it sounds it, it sounds pretty obvious, but there's a lot of, of parts and pieces to it. I mean, these are the members that are out there on, for a variety of things. We send them out for various ceremonies. They, of course, have a tremendously important role with a line of duty death. Just talk about Honor Guard, how it's structured, and what your role is with Honor Guard. So my role, I have um, three instructors with the Honor Guard, and uh, that's Deputy uh, Corporal now, Corporal Deuce, uh, Corporal James, um, and Corporal Kilpatrick, uh, no, four, I'm sorry, and Sergeant Etheridge. So those are the, they control the day-to-day training because I can't, I literally, I can't mm-hmm. be there um, for the training aspect of on a guard. So I rely on them to make sure that we get there. So we set up the training. We have our early morning meetings, our 6.30 meetings. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Discipline. So we have okay. our six, we have our <laughs> 6.30 meeting and, and we go through, what the training is going to be the week before. So the week before we get together, we go over what the training is going to be, the objectives of training, and they pull it all together. Um, if I can make it, I'll come, mm-hmm. I'll come, and I'll you know I'll join in. But that's how we structure our, our training. So I have those four individuals, excellent trainers, and then we have um, – 25 members of, of the honor guard and that's both uh, corrections and law enforcement that's certified both corrections members. and law enforcement certified members yes so uh, talk about uh, i don't even know where to start i have so many questions uh, obviously it, it's an incredible thing to watch mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. the honor guard uh because it doesn't matter whether you're presenting colors at a promotion ceremony or doing a, a funeral mm-hmm. there's the same level of precision and you know that you can visibly see right so I guess, I guess what kind of person are you looking for for Honor Guard? So Honor Guard, and I always tell these guys, and Corporate James, he always gets mad at me, uh, but I, it's voluntary, you know, mm-hmm. so we try to keep it light mm-hmm. on, on training, and he does not believe in keeping it light <laughs> in training. But, um, but we're looking for, you know, a willingness to selflessness, you know, mm-hmm. a willingness yeah. to, even though it's voluntary, there are expectations that um, we have to hold you accountable for because we do a lot of events. I mean, we do over probably a hundred events yearly. It's a lot, you mm-hmm. know. So, um, it, or we get the request whether we do, you know, and we'll do the event. Is it? No, wait. I think. Um, let me start over. So I'll go back to what the beginning. Mm-hmm. So the the we're looking for the selflessness. We're looking for um, discipline. Discipline. <laughs> Although it's voluntary, there is an expectation that has to be met because we do a lot. We do a lot of. Uh, I won't put a number on it because I don't want to be wrong, but we do a lot of events yearly, and with twenty five members, it can you it, it gets it gets rough. And it's the, if the same people are doing those events mm-hmm. and you're just on the team to say you're on the honor guard team, then the mm-hmm. conversation will have to be had. Mm-hmm. So we let everyone know that, hey, the expectation is that you will make yourself available. Yeah. Even though, you know, we understand, but we understand families. We're not trying to cause a rift or drive a wedge in the family structure, mm-hmm. but there is an expectation. Everybody's got to carry their weight. Everybody has to carry yeah. their weight yeah. because it's a, it's a, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. The honor yeah. guard is. Yeah. Big commitment. The commitment. What, yeah. what kind of, 
how long does it take from the day you apply and walk in and say, I want to be a part of this until you're out there working as a part uh-huh. of the team? Like you're going. So we have an academy now. Um, we did our first multi, multi uh, local, yeah, multi-jurisdiction yeah. Um, academy last year. And right after that academy, we're putting you to work. We are putting you putting you out there. If we have a unit, once you get your uniform, uh, we're putting you out there. So it's it's a quick transition. There's no time to because we get to each event about two hours before. So we run through everything, everything mm-hmm. beforehand. So even if you're the new newest member, if I'm just focusing on presenting colors or posting colors or right. whatever it may be, in two hours, if I can't get you to right. where the <laughs> where uh-huh. you be. you are you look sufficient, then is you getting benched? Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Presenting and posting colors is that is that pretty much the the stand like is that the standard is that like that's everybody that's what you start with right that's the that's kind of the bread and butter that's kind of the bread definitely the the bread and butter Mm -hmm. of of what we do presenting and posting colors what's the what's the most complex uh thing that the honor guard does oh man the most complex would be any type of probably funeral service Mm -hmm. and then especially when you get into a line of duty Mm -hmm. uh Death funeral that that is because obviously you guys are going all over the state sometimes to to show support for those but you know we made it um, 109 years in yeah. our history before we lost Deputy Magley in 2021 yeah. and uh, I was um, intimately involved in the funeral planning and and all that stuff and it was truly I mean I knew you guys were I know you guys were were special I yeah. knew that I never doubted that but seeing the amount of of effort and planning and just meticulous i mean every step mm-hmm. everything that mm-hmm. went into that for days leading up to it um because i knew i worked about 14 days straight and i know right. y'all did too absolutely um it's just really incredible mm-hmm. um for because there's so many different steps to that which was very eye-opening for right me. so how you know how is that i rhetorical question really but what was that like for you all that was that was tough yeah, because it, for you guys, I mean, you, you you do it. It's all about the honor and and that. But then when it's you guys are traveling a lot, but but when it's when it hits home, that's a totally different ball game. And you wanna you wanna make sure you're hitting that that level of perfection yeah. that you easily do other times. Yeah, that was that was that was probably the toughest um, time I've ever had here mm-hmm. at the agency. That yeah. I gotcha. Um, because that was, it was just an unprecedented thing for all of us, but the precision at which you do the things you do and adapt. Um, we, uh, we were there of course, capturing a lot of it and, and what y'all were doing, but probably the highest amount of stress that I've ever been in in my life is graveside watching you guys do your thing mm-hmm. to get the casket where it needs to be because, yeah. uh, these guys are, are athletes. <laughs> they're, they're having to balance on this this little oh, yeah. piece of wood to to get Deputy Magley positioned properly. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I can't even I can't even watch. It was fascinating to watch, yeah. but you guys are just so adaptable and, and incredible at, oh, at yeah. what you do. We we practice that so many. I mean, we we put in hours. I mean, it, it, and it, you do practice for funerals and hope you we never do. have to do them. But we do. Um, but when when those happen, of course. We get the, the agency supports us and the shifts and the command division commanders and the of course the roadside commanders 
Um, it, we get so much support that there was no pressure mm-hmm. on any of the honor guard members to get the time off because we want to do it right. Mm-hmm. So those guys literally practice almost every day for hours. It wasn't so doing the um, all of that stuff. It it, it became um, it, it was instinct instinctual. You know, right. it, there was no yeah. thought. You, just do you it. didn't have to think. It was you just, just time. Do. Yeah, by the time. And- People don't realize that from the moment that the incident occurs, that there is a member of the honor guard um, with them at all times. There's a member the, there, and and I remember um, for our last one, um, Deputy Hartwick. Deputy Hartwick, I was I was at I was in Polk County, so I was in Polk County at the National mm-hmm. Invita- in, uh, Innovation Academy mm-hmm. in Polk County. It was an eight week training, and so the hurricane was coming through. Yeah. So they had just yeah. released us from the from the school, and uh, you know, the incident happened. So it's about whatever time it is uh, when we get the call on a guard to, to uh, and we get 100%. So when that call goes out mm-hmm. for Deputy Magley and for Deputy Hardwick, we get 100% response because we're going to meet, we're going to meet, we met them both at the ME's office and mm-hmm. we're going to stay there until, um, in, in, until the burial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I go and I don't know why I picked. I still don't know why I picked up Corporal Kirkpatrick, but I was I was home and it was early in the morning. But I go and pick him up and we're on a little Ford Focus. And I think I said this before during uh, when uh, we when we spoke. Uh-huh. But I hope the statute of limitations has. Yeah, it's uh, I, 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 so. I think it's an exceptional I think Ricky case. can I, get I think, me out. Of it. I think yeah, yeah, I you got, got me. Got okay, you. so we're in a Ford oh. Focus and <laughs> yeah. we don't have. There's not lights all around the Ford Focus. There's literally a visor light. Ricky has one of those. I got one. I've used it for the same reason. So. We're on a Howard Franklin. I have uh, Corporate Kirkpatrick is driving because I'm sending out messages and I'm getting people, you know, mm-hmm. in place. Probably a fusion, right? Not a focus. A fusion. Fusion. Yeah, fusion. Yeah. The Ford Fusion. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. There it is. Ford Fusion. And so, I mean, the Howard Franklin is backed up because they're still looking for mm-hmm. the, right. the yeah, individual. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. backed up. So I said, KP, we got to get to the um, ME's office. So we plug in the uh, <laughs> the visor light. Yeah. Oh. And Flip it down. We're going. And Flip I'm it saying, down. I'm saying, go left. And he's like, this isn't going to work. I'm saying, go left, go right. He said, they aren't moving. Oh. Yeah. But finally, you know, we get a clear path and we can shoot. We sh- uh, shoot through. Got over uh, there. Uh, yeah, uh. And we got over here. But, you know, that you know that's how serious we take this thing. Absolutely. I was yeah. willing. I was willing to, you know. Get us in a little trouble. To, yeah. to, they they gave you the lights. Yeah. For a reason. Uh, yeah. Nobody, nobody's going to get in them. trouble for that. I think no, we no, would have no. been okay. No, nobody's yeah. going to yeah. get in yeah. trouble but, for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, what other nuances about Honor Guard do you think that the people may not realize? Anything? Well, I, I don't think, like, like we talked about before, the work that goes into, mm-hmm. you know, us, uh, per, the, the performance that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, on any given day, you know, Honor Guard is rough. Honor Guard is yeah. tough. It, it, it is because, you know, and, you know, I, I go out and I sing the national anthem at, at different places. Mm-hmm. And I had I know I, I had two instances where um, we did uh, tarpon. We do the tarpon um, memorial mm-hmm. for Deputy Conduct mm-hmm. yearly. Officer Conduct. Officer, yeah, Officer yep. Conduct yearly. And it, it's just something else. You know, you get up there and this particular one, I'm, I'm standing right in front 
of his family mm-hmm. and I'm oh. doing the national anthem and I totally got choked up and I had to stop oh. mm-hmm. because and I usually try not to look at anybody. I'm usually yeah. looking over everybody's yeah, head, yeah. but they were literally right there. And I and my my tear ducts are you, you know, seem they, like an emotional fella. Yeah, well, not really now. You know, pound, depends, pound for pound, it, the most emotional. <laughs> but no, not really. It, it depends on the. It depends mm-hmm. on the the stuff like that. It gets me. Yeah, it hits mm-hmm. me because you know I think about my. I have four daughters, so I think about them. You know, and, and it's it, that was hard. You mm-hmm. know, and then one time I almost I uh, choked on a uh, cough drop. Oh. At <laughs> singing at the national anthem, oh. and I had a, I usually keep some a lozenge or something mm-hmm. in my mouth. Uh, but I put it under my tongue, and I remember it was uh, uh, then Chief Joel, mm-hmm. and he has, uh-huh. hey, what happened? And I said, I almost I choked on a cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> so every every time I uh, did an event thereafter, he would come up and he'd say, hey, you don't have a cough drop. <laughs> oh, my so, yeah, so, but, That's awesome. Well, but, um, one thing that I found really impressive, I wasn't, um, I wasn't NPR with Magley, but for Hartwick, me and Brennan, went to the the funeral home where they mm-hmm. when they transported him mm-hmm. and we went inside and because we were filming and just watch watching honor guard do the the I, i'm not sure i can't recall what the name is like when you switch like it's three people and then you switch does that make sense like the changing of the guards is that what it is oh, yeah, changing yeah. of the guards oh, i'm sorry watch. I'm the casket casket watch. Okay. Yeah. yeah where there's two on the side right and mm-hmm. the, um and that was just incredible to just watch. And how often does that happen? I think it's, it seemed like every 15 minutes maybe. We, 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 we structure the time, so it just depends. Yeah. Now, you can get stuck up there. So that's one of the things yeah. that people don't know about the honor guard. So it depends because depending on where where you are, especially during a funeral, yeah. there are some pastors that want that don't want you to do that don't want you to change while they're um, speaking. speaking. Right. So you can get up. And they always promise. The pastors always promise, I'm going to be 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're and never, it's 10, never minutes. ten minutes. Three hours oh later. no! Yeah. It's never ten minutes. So uh-uh. we have we have uh, members that have to stay there, and they have yeah. to deal with it until we can come get them. And the, know, so. also that emotional part, like you guys have to keep your mm-hmm. your composure, yes. and you're dealing with something that's so emotional. Mm-hmm. Like how do you do that? And even seeing that well, you know you're getting emotional here, but in that moment you mm-hmm. can't. Yeah, in the moment, and that's you, when it's happening. Like yeah, right. yeah. Well, you know, it's for the family. At that, right. yeah. at that time, you're so locked in. You're so locked in, and you've trained so much, and yeah. you know that if I break down here, um, they're not getting the respect. To me, and the, the, honor. the honor, and you know, yeah. people can, but it, it doesn't mean that you can't break down during yeah. those type of True. things. But you know, I want them to get the full mm-hmm. honor. It's their time to mourn mm-hmm. their loved one. Yeah. Um, I can deal with it in my own way later when it, yeah. it mm-hmm. when or if it happens. But at that moment in time, you just want to make sure that, you know, you're, you're foundationally strong at right. that point for, it's, for it, their family. I like that though. It's, it's their time because yeah. uh, we, you know, we had never, as I said, been through something like that. And we all were just focused on the job right. and that, that definitely helps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That sense of duty. Like right. this is what Absolutely. I'm going to do for him. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. and again, incredible work. And, and for our listeners, for sure. if you ever want to see the honor guard in action every year, our annual law enforcement memorial mm-hmm. here at the uh, That's a rough administration one building, it is a yeah, rough that. one. That's a rough uh, one. But, yeah. but that one, uh, it's warm. And I'm, 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 I'm sweating looking at you guys and I'm mm-hmm. sweating myself. But, oh, yeah. but uh, if you want to see the honor guard uh, really um, put themselves through their paces, that's, yeah. uh, that's the event for it. So. And you got to think, I'd be, you know, I don't want to, you have to think about, you know, our um, foundation of 
when I was here, mm-hmm. you know, the Rodney Davis, mm-hmm. who yeah. was the honor guard Hot commander Rod. before me, Rodney <laughs> Davis, and then uh, Lieutenant uh, Robert Turner mm-hmm. Were, mm-hmm. were before me. And they, they did a real good job um, of ensuring that the honor guard um, was looked at a, in, in a good light mm-hmm. by everybody, the community and everyone. So they, they did a good job building the foundation. And I just yeah. hope to continue with that until the next person comes along to take my spot so i mean and the fact that we're holding multi-jurisdictional academies and training other honor guards mm-hmm. is a clue i think mm-hmm. i think we're headed on the right i think direction. we're headed the right way <laughs> yeah. i think we're headed in the right direction yeah. yeah all right so corrections response team oh, crt man. your your uh-huh. other, i won't get emotional your about other this baby uh-huh. yeah you're the, just ready the, to, the swat of the jail or is that so um or, or is swat the crt of the road no, oh. you know, it, it depends on who you ask. Oh. <laughs> well, we're asking, asking you. you. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. I have a, I'll I, ask Tebow next time. I have a great respect for uh, SWAT. You know, with, with CRT, um, back when Jason Barrett was the SWAT commander, they help out CRT a lot because we do a lot of high-risk transports. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do a lot of transports throughout the county, and, and they willingly, you know, took us out to show us different tactics mm-hmm. Um, how to make sure we we keep ourselves protected, and they were serious about it, you know. And I really that's when we kind of the bond grew. Mm-hmm. Jason Barrett and now Brian Debo, who's you know willing to sacrifice to help us out, also. But yeah, they are the uh, CRT of the road. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was and, smooth. And uh-huh. just- Praise, praise, praise. <laughs> Some shade. Uh, so the, the corrections response team, though, I, I guess the, the easiest way to summarize, just tell me if I'm wrong, then we can move on, is, is essentially, you know, when you have individuals in the jail that are, are being extremely disruptive, a, mm-hmm. a riot situation, or something as simple as somebody saying, I'm not going where you yes. want me to go, that's when the corrections response team is. And it's similar to SWAT in that yeah. uh, CRT members uh, have other posts, obviously, Correct. at the jail, and, mm-hmm. and they're it's activated. It's a call-out position. It's a call-out yeah. position. Uh, and uh, and they respond. But talk a little bit. I mean, I guess my version is always that, you know, is another one of those things where it's all about the uh, the sound of the appearance. Mm-hmm. Because the correct, I remember the first time I ever saw the corrections response team, we were, was doing a jail tour when I first started. And there's a demonstration mm-hmm. that we do for our Sheriff Citizens Academy program. And they come stomping around the corner. I'm like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> what, I will do whatever you want yeah, me to do. I do not want me. to see those uh-huh. guys. Oh, right? yeah. uh, so just talk a little bit about uh, of the role, the training, and all that good stuff. So the correction response team, we um, uh, we have an 80 hour uh, academy that we put um, the response team members through, and we deal with it. You know, it's it's morphed now. You know, so. Prior to prior to now, we did a lot of cell extractions. Uh-huh. Now most of our callouts are for high risk transports, so we train in high risk transports. Driving, we have you came out to a driving yeah. training that we yeah. had. Yeah, that was so, very um, When I came on the team, I wanted to kind of all of our training has been kind of the same. We do cell extractions, we do uh, riot training, uh-huh. uh, disturbance training, um, and we do some HRT. But we never kind of got with training to kind of do an active what, what if we're out and we need to respond to an active assailant or yeah. anything you know yeah. so um if you're having the uniform people are going to be looking to you ex- absolutely whatever the situation mm-hmm. is. yeah yeah so That's i reached out to the trainers and and uh this year we did we did some building we called it building clearing but it wasn't really it was moving how to move with a with a weapon because we don't have uh-huh. that's not our skill set you yeah, know yeah. but the expectation is hey you better know how to 
maneuver yourself with a weapon in your hand through populated areas. Mm -hmm. So the training unit, the law enforcement side, they developed a program for us and they took both. We have a, a, a alpha team and a Bravo team. And they took us through that training and it was awesome. The guys loved it. You know, training, um, they were very accommodating. So I give them guys a, a, a Corporal Segura uh, mm-hmm. kind of set it up for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lieutenant Harvey uh, agreed. And it, it was a good training. But we, we, I mean, we do it all. We do it all. Yeah. So I, obviously your most common call, or if you will, or call out is going to be probably for a cell extraction, mm-hmm. an uncooperative inmate. So just sort of talk us through what that looks like. So we have uh, four, four, five, six members on the extraction team. So we have a uh, team member uh, one through four, and they're on the actual lineup putting uh, that will go hands-on with the inmate. And then we have a video uh, person. We call them the EQV. Um, and then we have the team leader who is kind of controlling uh, calling the, mood, the shots, yeah, calling the shots uh-huh. controlling, you know, ensuring that everyone is safe, everyone is um, in the right positions. Yeah. And, you know, the, the the coolest thing is now we have body cam. So before, oh, new, yeah. yeah, before we had a, we videotape everything. Mm-hmm. So we had an old handheld camera. Winding SD, it up, you know. Yeah, it did. That's what it felt like. <laughs> SD cards mm-hmm. and corporate capacity would get mad at me because mm-hmm. I kept losing the SD card <laughs> and I would find it mysteriously and blame somebody else for it. <laughs> but, um, you know, now we're right on the body cam and uh, it, it, it has, it's really working out well. But EQV and the team leader has the body cam, everyone mm-hmm. else. Uh, they go hands on. So everyone is responsible for an area on the body. And I always tell these guys during training, if your body can't control one person's arm, then we have to have a conversation, Mm -hmm. you know? So um, we're there so that it's always the least amount of force necessary with four individuals Mm -hmm. on one person. Mm -hmm. We should be able to deal with that without causing a bunch of, turmoil that's why we were right. it's for the safety mm-hmm. of both staff yeah. and and the inmates so you know and you guys and are all padded up you have helmets i was gonna say like yes. the, the the layman's perspective on uh-huh. this is just you, you, just if i can paint the picture you've got just imagine a, a cell door with an uncooperative mm-hmm. inmate and, guys, and, he, and he could be just not coming out or he correct. could have gotten a or weapon saying, and be hey, threatening I, his own life right. i don't want to go to yeah. court today whatever right and you guys just stack up on the door the guy mm-hmm. in the back is forcing everybody against the yes. door. The door pops open, and you guys—it's not a—it is not a violent thing. Yeah. Right. It is not like but a still dog like pile. Seven hundred pounds of people but going there in is, there. There is—you are absolutely going with them. The craziest thing is when y'all do your coordinated tap and cross oh, line yeah, oh, and yeah. wrap this person up like a pretzel. It is. Yeah. It is awesome. and, and you're not yeah. harming them at all. You're mm-hmm. just you just flip them over and yeah. ne- and then you're you're restraining yeah. them and then you carry yeah. them like luggage. It's yeah. Yeah. We are a hidden gem. It really are. Colonel, Colonel Carey has a hidden gem. It's something. He, yeah. And, yeah. And we're well supported, which is the good thing. Uh, we're well supported by um, our chain of command. Now, you don't break nearly as much <laughs> as SWAT does. Yeah. I don't know. They're, they're running yeah. over yeah. Dunkin' Donuts signs. See? They shut down a whole hotel. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm not picking sides. I'm just saying. I've seen, I do not nearly hear as yeah. much about See? You have a. You have a. A full picture purview right. of the agency, and, and yes, gonna, we're uh, we're more cost efficient. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> their SWAT stuff is pretty expensive, yeah. but it's yeah. also really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tell yeah. me, all right, the SWAT school. So, I lasted so, one day. So why were you in the, in the, the SWAT, SWAT school, school anyway? 
just just to show that literally you know the way it, it seemed is I snuck in the SWAT uh-huh. school because usually it's just the patrol side yeah because I got in trouble right after that right after that I was in the majors or major oh, campus office the school? and yeah. she was asking me what I was doing there but I think they hurt me on purpose well, so, what happened what happened <laughs> so, so we went on a run and someone tripped over my leg and I uh, oh. hurt my shoulder Man, yeah. red card. God. Yeah, red card. But you know, when you when you hear others tell the tell the story, they yeah, like he, to think that I bowed out. That's in how the first day. He told it. It doesn't right. have, well, he, he said you just you had an, and you just rang the bell. No, so the ring, well, ringing the bell is, is a symbol. They made of, me ring the bell, but mm. the, and, and you know I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'll ring it. You know it. it that was the worst day of my life. That was humbling. <laughs> it, it, it was worse. Uh, what other things did you, they do to you before that? Well, this is the thing. When you're talking about physical, and, and you guys have heard me talk, I really talk like this, like pound for pound. When uh-huh. you're talking about physical things, I've never had an issue with, you know, phys- the physical aspect mm-hmm. of anything. So when I did hurt my shoulder, uh, that hurt me because I had to admit that, hey, I got to bow out, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and... That's how it went. Yikes. But okay, okay. Now we know. Yeah, we're, we're gonna pick this back up in the next episode. Oh for sure. yeah, pick it up. Yeah, pick yeah. It up. Oh yeah. yeah oh, we yeah. Got it. There's gonna be we a throwback. So CRT is just a, a tremendous, a tremendous asset. You guys have also some different weapons, right? So there's still no lethal weapons you mm-hmm. guys have, but talk a little bit about uh, some of the, the the weapons that you. So have. I would say our main. I, I don't even I know if I call it a weapon, but our main uh, piece of equipment is an emergency response belt, and that emergency response belt literally acts as it cloaks into whatever we need it for. <laughs> so the members usually go into the cell. We can wrap an arm with it. We can mm-hmm. wrap up the, the inmate to carry them from point A to point B. Uh-huh. So we have the emergency respond belt. Of course, we already talked about the helmets mm-hmm. and the uh, the vests. Uh, we have the pepper ball. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's talk what I'm talking about, about when I say uh-huh. weapon, pepper yeah, ball. We have the pepper ball gun, and it's shooting uh, pepper Pepper ball. It's okay. shooting uh, like, um, like like OC like OC uh, yeah, yeah OC in a powder uh, powder form. Uh-huh. And you're not you're not aiming at the inmates no. per se. You're aiming perhaps above them. So right, it's just a delivery down. device. Right. Yeah. Delivery device. Yeah. yeah, and we we don't normally we don't um, we won't make contact with the inmate with it. We're just trying to get them yeah. to. Mm-hmm. And y'all really don't want to use it either because after you do, then you yeah. guys got to go in there. we have to yeah. go in there, absolutely. Yeah. So we try to stay, we try, depending on who the team leader is, he may threaten, do not, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> or who the senior member is on that lineup, do not by any circumstance use that shoot thing. that uh, thing. Yeah, right. That's so, the last thing we want to do. <laughs> yeah. Correct, yeah. Uh, but no, we train uh, in it. We mm-hmm. train in the gas mask. We train, you know, in, you know, those elements. So the expectation is that if they do, um, shoot it, and we're going in. We got to go in and take care of business. And you have some right. other um, launchers and stuff for like a riot situation. Yeah, right? we have we have different launchers. Um, we have the forty mic mic mm-hmm. launcher, and uh, another thing, SWAT. Um, they are very willing to let us test out their uh, different launchers and equipment, mm-hmm. and to just to see if we if it's something that we would want to utilize. So mm-hmm. we have a good working relationship with those guys. And the, the forty uh, until now, you did. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> we did. Um, so now the forty millimeter cannon, though, uh, you guys can use different types of things, right? You can use. Do you do like the foam baton? As we have well? foam baton. We have yeah. We have all kind of different things. We have the, which is essentially just a giant bullet with a rubber tip on it that absolutely. I do not want to be hit with. Yeah. At all. So it's it's a less less than lethal. It's a less than lethal. Yeah. And it's it, it's it's not an impact. We're not mm-hmm. um 
Well, yeah, the phone one we can impact. Then we, have, yeah, we have some <laughs> other ones. That's gonna get somebody's attention. Yeah, we have the other ones that are just clearing space so that we can sort of. Okay. And then you have smoke and stuff and with it too, and, whatever. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of that. But these are used like, in extreme circumstances. It's like if there's a riot or riot, something yeah. being held. Uh, we, like haven't had, we haven't had a riot at our jail, have we? Yeah. Okay. All right. Sorry. <laughs> Jesus, Ashley. <laughs> okay. But well, we're trained for those. We're, yeah, we're, we're so trained. It's not going to happen. We're trained for yeah. those. Um, Stop saying that. Yeah. Now, am I am I thinking about something else, or don't you guys crank some music when you're getting ready in there? Is that is that a thing? Oh. We have. Well, we now have. Um, we have a theme song. We definitely have music. We have a we playlist. Have we have a playlist. We have a yeah. different a playlist. But, but like when y'all are suiting up, like we may. It depends on who's. In. It depends on what individuals happening. are uh, what, going in on. What the might be on a CRT playlist when y'all? Well, are you know ready. what the, the playlist is is mainly for training. Mm -hmm. So when we're going for an extraction, usually how that works is um, we're putting the plan together. Mm -hmm. So um, we're looking at the area. We have the the Bosch the the DV, the camera up to mm -hmm. see what the individuals are doing. Mm -hmm. um, we're making sure we have all the correct equipment. We're making sure, you know, everyone knows what they're supposed to do. Um, we definitely, we go over the tactic before we go. If we have time, we'll go over actually going over um, doing the different tactics mm -hmm. on yeah, someone yeah. so that we make sure we know uh, what we're doing to get focused. So mm -hmm. mostly the music is for training. Right. Um, it's so cool to see. We really should is. do more. Can, can, pub we, can we like put in an audio of the of the stomp? <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> oh, we I'm sure Brandon's got yeah, some of yeah. the stomp. Uh, pause for the stomp. Team, move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it's it's pretty intimidating, and and that's the that's the goal. I mean, the again. Layman sees it like, oh, that's, that's, but it's you so also say, yeah, I don't, I don't want to, yeah. I mean, in the same way, really that SWAT, a lot yeah. of, I mean, SWAT doesn't want to use the equipment. They don't want to use the right. armored vehicle. A lot of times they put, they park the armored vehicle in the driveway yes. and they're Someone like, sees that coming and, out. Yeah, Good. Yeah. So that's, that's the goal is just kind of yeah, determining yeah. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the acoustics of the jail are just so perfect for that because <laughs> yeah. you, right? you can hear it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It is. But even yeah. when you guys are doing that, it's so calm and it's controlled. It's like, controlled. I mean, like the person may not be, but. All Everybody everything that is. CRT is doing is calm. It's controlled. It's not rushed. Mm -hmm. It's very like, it's just it's really neat right. to see. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're not oh, yeah. you're not being like brutes and bullies. You're going mm -hmm. in there in a very precise way to Correct. keep the inmate from getting hurt. And that's what we're training against. Yeah. We're training against being brutes and, bu yeah. and bullies. Mm -hmm. And yeah. they're hitting you. The inmate's hitting you. They're trying to. Yeah, they're yeah. trying. Yeah. 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 So, so, so you you train you train um like so what we usually do is. To yeah, during training we put our bigger deputies inside. The cell, and that's when we really try to focus and see who the alpha dog of the uh, CRT. Mm, there it is. Okay. CRT. Okay. Yeah. Did they? They really. Wait, they really take pride. Alert, is it you? Pound for pound. <laughs> pound for pound. I have to be ranked as one of the best. Okay. Uh, CRT members. A little bit of humbleness you know. there. One of. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you talk to <laughs> like in the world, um, if you talk to corporate, I mean, this is how it gets sometimes. This is a long time ago, so I know the statute of limitations have <laughs> ran out on this one. But during this time, Corporal Andrews, he uh, was a Division One or Two linebacker. So Andrews is mm. a big, big guy. Mm -hmm. And when he first came out to the um, corrections response team, he thought he was the tough guy. So he and I went. Back to back like Rams, 
He stood in the cell. I stood outside the cell. Uh-huh. And here we go. Boom. Twice. And I think my back is still, don't tell him this, but okay. I think my oh, back he'll is still never know. jacked up from that. But the statutes of limitation, we don't do that anymore. Right. I don't allow, I don't, I definitely don't allow that. But uh, back then, we definitely uh-huh. used to try to prove who, who uh, is the toughest Be- guy. Because uh, CRT uh, started when? It, it hasn't been around Mm-hmm. As long as SWAT per se, I mean, I probably should know that. 30, know. Thirty-one years ago, is it 30? Yeah, we, we hit thirty years last year. So, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. thirty-one years yeah. ago, and and when it initially started, it really, you guys, sort of, as I understand it anyway, from mm-hmm. reading some of Laura's articles and mm-hmm. hearing from presentations, uh, it was really a lot of hand-me-down. It wasn't really specialized equipment. You guys, it was CRT kind of made do with what they have. But, oh, yeah. But now you guys are getting body cams, top oh, equipment. Oh, we're getting hooked up. Ready thank, to go. thank you, Major Garrett, <laughs> and thank you, uh, Colonel Carey. Sure, yeah. But, and, and Captain Kinzel. Mm-hmm. But we um, uh, we are definitely well taken, taken care of. Um, and we're so well taken care of that we make jokes about it now. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the, one of the things uh, during our budget last year, we were going through the budget and uh, Corporal Kilpatrick stopped the colonel and said, hey, colonel, we need a fleet of uh, black vehicles for for the correction response team. And he was he was listening, and he's yeah. like... And that would look sharp. And, and so he looks, and he says, KP, it's too early in the morning. It's like, <laughs> the morning. like it's too early too in the early morning. But yeah, no, we were just, we were happy because, you know, we uh, we asked for certain things, and we were getting those things. And their and, and they're, they're needs, and, and uh, our needs are being met, and mm-hmm. I'm always asking for something. I'm always trying to justify something, right. something mm-hmm. new. So they know they know the game that I'm playing, but, but you know. You guys have showed your worth, and, and they're throwing whatever and, you need at yeah. you. Yeah, so we're we, trying to... We what? got the Shiwis. I don't know if we can get a fleet yeah, of black Yeah, I don't know if we can get the black tacos. Hey, yeah. you know, if you we can. can try. We can try. can. It's out you know. there I know where we can find one black taco. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah. How, how about a black suburban? <laughs> That'd be beautiful. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. So we, um, so we did oh, a lot. God. The last, uh, when I got here, you know, one of the things I wanted to do was kind of, we're hidden. Mm-hmm. We're so hidden. Nobody really knows about CRT. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of things like ride and run with the stars. Mm-hmm. We came with our own uh-huh. little right. Christmas oh, yeah, Santa like Claus yeah. Yeah. CRT yeah. shirt. Uh-huh. You know, we ran as a group. Yeah. You know, we did. That the, was great. The, I remember that. that was <laughs> hilarious. That was. The toy share. We did, we mm-hmm. did that. It's just to get us out there so that the agency knows that right. you, you, you know, we're probably the uh, most widely used specialized unit in the agency. Yeah, I, I know it. we had over a hundred call outs last year. That's with Cell extractions uh-huh. and um, high risk transports. Yeah, I don't know and if they're gonna SWAT fight with you on that one. Like, yeah. SWAT had like two. I'm not gonna talk about them. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know their numbers. I don't know. I definitely don't. Know. I don't keep up with with uh, what what <laughs> what their numbers are. But Debo can speak to that. We're gonna get him Next in here. Month. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna get him in here. But we gotta talk about the high risk transports. Yes. That's so yeah. interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like right. what that is. People don't. That was so like. Eye-opening, and it's me. happening, and nobody knows it. Exactly. Nobody knows Which it. Is yeah. the point. Exactly. Nobody should know it. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of high-profile inmates, whether that be uh, folks from different cartels or biker um, gang units or gangs. Period. Or you know, if you've been on, it, uh, if your case is widely known in the community or on TV, you know, we'll treat it as a high-risk transport. Or you know, if you're just one of those inmates who is never having a good day and mm-hmm. You're not gonna you're not gonna cooperate, and you have to go to the hospital. Or you have to go to a different facility. Uh-huh. We call that a high risk transport. Mm-hmm. So um, this, this we we dress out. We have you know our standard equipment, um, vests, 
we have our you know weapons that we take we have individuals who are certified with the long with the long guns and we go out and we do the high-risk transport so. and but what you're you're protecting the inmate you're like so, potentially somebody could like try to run you guys down because they know they're in there somehow like yeah. or prevent so, an escape yeah. Yeah. yeah so we call them usually when we're putting them together when we develop them the person is either an internal threat which mm-hmm. means they're a threat to it's like a safety risk. Yeah. They're a threat to um, if we were just put um, someone with lesser training on them, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be an mm-hmm. issue for us. And then we got external threats. So we have folks that we take out that may have done something to someone else who is in an equally mm-hmm. uh, as big gang or, or whatever mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. they've done. And it's an external even just threat. A rel- is, even just a relative of a victim. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Anything, yeah. you know. Yeah. So there's an external threat. There's someone could want to harm them. And, you know, we we look at everything. There's doctor's appointments that we go to that may be in the neighborhood of mm-hmm. one of our inmates. So if we see that, uh-huh. we, we're usually looking. The CRT team will activate and do an so, HRT. So you guys are, you guys are more... Um, proactive then so Correct. these are you're not waiting for a threat you're not waiting for there to be some sort of an issue you're just saying the potential is here so we're going to activate so we're going to take, yeah. take care of this one and we have standing uh inmates who are on our uh transport list mm-hmm. so if these inmates are to go out we're called and we and we yeah. take them out and then we have those one-offs to where you know the shift commander may think uh, i don't want uh you know we're no di- we're no better than staff you know but i don't want the state, you guys have the training, so you guys deal yeah. with right, you guys deal with right. this instead of um, the staff members dealing with yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you guys got some some training this last year mm-hmm. on like how to drive evasively. Right, and that was really cool to mm-hmm. see. Too. That was cool. That was very cool to see. Yeah, cool to, cool yeah. To in case in. like you know someone was trying to run you guys down with their vehicle, tries right. to box you in, or, mm-hmm. or right, right, like how to get out of those situations, mm-hmm. which isn't typical training for detention. Correct. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 a good team to be a be a yeah. part of very good team that's cool very good that's awesome mm-hmm. all right well freddie we've grilled you about work stuff mm-hmm. yeah um but what does what does freddie do outside of work so i man i have four daughters oh so they take uh. up all my time that's so that you know, crt stuff of, comes in handy for that too high risk it transport definitely <laughs> comes in handy, especially for boyfriends when, yeah, yeah when they're when they're able to have them at 32 years old. Four dollars. <laughs> they have to be 32. They have to be 32. The age is 32. Yeah. The age is 32. But no, you know. How old are your daughters? I, um, I have a uh, 25 year old, a 22 year old, a uh, 10 year old, and a 15 year old. Mm. So I'm teaching the 15 year old now how to drive. Oh. And oh. Did the driving lessons help with that? Your, your driving training? Oh, man. I'm, I'm almost going into deep voice about this. <laughs> <I'm serious laughs> about but man, that, yeah, that, that, it is tough now, you know, trying to, to and so I, I say, you're going to have to take driver's ed. So she's in driver's ed now. So, um, well, the good news is, though, is that she's interested in driving because yeah. there are kids these days, you know, <laughs> they don't have an interest in them. Right, yeah. right. And for me to hear that, I'm like, that's what? crazy. Like oh, I, was, I know. I, I was a, dying. Yeah, I had a calendar on the wall. I was mm-hmm. counting yeah. down the days mm-hmm. ready to go. And all that. of her friends are are driving. You know, they're driving. Uh-huh. She, so she's a late 15. So all of her friends are uh, 16, however that yeah. works. Right. Yeah. So they have their license mm-hmm. and they're driving around and she's... She's not. So she's chomping at the bit. Oh, That's man. Good. Yeah. So That's that good. a lot of my time is spent... Teaching her to drive. It, with bracing the, yourself. And then yeah. recovering from and teaching And with all their drive. hobbies that right. they have to uh-huh. do and the parties that they have to go to. <laughs> and yeah. then, you know, I spend a lot of time... Um, I spend a lot of time, you know, 
a lot of my off days, you know, I have a, a good family structure and support. Mm-hmm. I do. A, I have a lot of off time doing um, honor guard. We have a lot of sure. weekend stuff, a lot going on, yeah. after hour stuff. So, uh, but I do detach mm-hmm. when I when I don't have any of that stuff to do. I detach and I just focus on. That's good. That's being important. home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what are your daughters, uh, your older daughters, what do they What do? They do? Are they in school? Or are they so working? my oldest daughter right now, she's studying for the LSAT. Okay. Oh, so she awesome. wants to be a lawyer. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yep, my, uh, Just what we need, more lawyers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to hook her up with uh, with the, our legal, legal yeah. department. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. So um, she's doing that. My uh, 20, Daphne's 22. She has her own company right now. So she's doing her own thing, and she's doing the esthetician mm. uh, oh, okay, stuff. Okay, good Yeah, she's, right. doing, she's doing... Pretty nice. good, you know. Okay. I, so she's the, is that what it is? Esthetician, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, sounds she, good to me. She's doing she, that, and she also wants to be. All of a sudden, she wants to be a nurse. So she's going through oh. the nursing program mm-hmm. also. Okay. So to have that that, that uh, supplemental or uh-huh. income mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. You, you then, didn't you didn't talk her into going to the jail with these new incentives? No, she's not ready <laughs> no, for that. No, <laughs> she's definitely not. She's definitely not ready. Um, <laughs> she knows what the pay is and what the bonus is. She right? knows what the she, pay is. She, she, she knows what the bonus is, really but fast. she definitely needs to. Um, no, she she she's not ready. She's not. Okay. She okay. can deal with the inmates, but uh-huh. I don't, she's not ready to take. She don't even want to listen to me half the uh-huh. time. So she's not ready. <laughs> she's not ready to come in here and, uh-huh. and uh, listen to people. And, and then I'll be my wife Latoya. Yeah. She's uh-huh. a uh, registered nurse. Okay. Um. Uh-huh. She she's in the administrative uh, part. Okay. Right now. Well, so you're talking like your daughter's. For some reason, she wants to be a nurse. Well, her mom is a nurse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, she, so she's uh, she's doing that, and you know she's she wants to, she wants her own business. So she's also working on mm. working on that, trying to find that out entrepreneurial what she, yeah, spirit. What I she, love it. Oh, and it's deep right now. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. In so it. she yeah. wants that. She really <laughs> wants that. So that's her goal right now. So I'm trying to support that. Yeah. And help her out, and then my. Uh, 15 and my 10 year old they're just going through life happy right Good. now you know i mean so. your 15 year old's scared and the hell out of you probably driving but Absolutely. does she know what she wants to do when she grows up maybe we can get her on the she fast does, track you know what she she switches so much yeah. i don't even know what it is right okay. now i still she, don't know what i'm gonna do when i grow up yeah so. exactly she switches a lot so that and keeps my 10 year old is a singer she wants to sing okay oh. she wants to sing um she asked ramon she uh for uh what take, what is take, it? Take your, daughters take your daughters and sons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think I think we're gonna talk about that. We had Deputy Toll sing the national anthem. She wants mm-hmm. to come out. She wants to sing the national anthem. Oh, oh. take your oh, sons perfect. and daughters. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we'll see if we can get her. Yeah. See, I know. I know someone in high places, mm-hmm. so we'll see if we can. Yeah, you know, you know. I, you I, know. Think, I think you are someone in high places. Yeah. No, 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 no. Faster track than I am. I'm still not a lieutenant. <laughs> you so. outrank us. Um, so you're pretty busy then. You outside of extracurricular things uh, with related to honor guard and CRT, yeah. you got a lot going on. Yeah, and I and have the, my uh, I have my classic my uh, uh, '68 Pontiac. Oh yes, that takes a lot right. of my time. That's up. right. Yeah. Yes. Hey, hey, we Ricky, we have a calendar coming we, out next we year. We do. Well, it's in there. It's for this year. Yeah, our yeah. Our, our agency calendar for 2024, 2024 uh-huh. is uh, agency uh, members and their cool vehicles. And right. Yeah. Excited to have Lieutenant Hayes and his Pontiac. My Pontiac is in. That was one of the I know Freddie's got something we can get Freddie. Uh-huh. This is pretty nice, you know. So, you know, we had uh, Major Arnold uh, a couple episodes ago, and mm-hmm. he was talking about Men in the Making. I oh, know you yes, do a little bit with that. And and he talked to us, you know, at 
in depth about it, but knowing what I know about it, I know you're exactly the right person right. that needs to be a uh, part of that mentoring mm -hmm. uh, young men because particularly you, you have the end result piece. Uh, right. Of course, the major does as well, but he's he's more so he's going to pick him up and then take him to jail and then you have to deal with it. So Correct. That's got to be a, a great, uh, they have to have a lot of respect for your perspective. On oh, that. man, we, we, you know, that is a, you know, that's another th thing that we do that is, you know, you're doing something that's greater than yourself. Mm -hmm. When you're talking about Honor Guard and when you're talking about any type of mentorship uh, program for the youth, you know, that, you know, we have to give back. That's why we're here. Mm -hmm. So those, you know, we have other, you know, we have Sergeant uh, Watkins, we mm -hmm. have Corporal Andrews, mm -hmm. we have uh, Deputy Alderman, Corporal Dinkins um, is with us, and, and, and Deputy uh, Thompson over mm -hmm. at the Core Squad. Uh, they're the main kind of the main uh, Corporal Lawson. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're kind of the mainstays that are there every second Saturday, you know, giving up their time. And we're there, you know, up until two, three o'clock mm -hmm. um, in the in in the afternoon. But it's a beautiful program. And we take the kids all over, you know, let them see different things mm -hmm. to get a different perspective mm -hmm. on, you know, you, there's more out here. There's right. more out here. And, and we try to show them that, hey, law enforcement is, is a pathway Mm -hmm. Also, mm -hmm. that you can if that you can take. So it, it's a good program. It's a good program that the sheriff is 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 um, has actively engaged in. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's a good. You all have the opportunity to do it, and and of course, um, great role models. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Laura kind of started to tiptoe around it. it was, as we kind of wrap up, we want to talk about the type of people you're looking for out to come work in the Department of Extension Corrections as, oh, a, as a corrections deputy, mm -hmm. because we currently have uh, some pretty unheard of incentives going on. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, the sheriff takes good care of, uh, of everybody with uh, pay raises and things like that. Oh, but yeah. uh, the new starting pay for corrections, even a corrections recruit is going to start mm -hmm. at 65000 uh, mm -hmm. Even if you're sponsored going to the academy, you're getting paid sixty five thousand mm -hmm. dollars. And this could be somebody who's nineteen. Yeah, and this, has no prior experience. this is when we're talking about yeah. sponsorship. We're talking about somebody that knows zero. Right, they, they know nothing. Uh, straight off, right out of the streets. Uh, well, not out of the streets. <laughs> the streets. But, yeah, yeah, you know, somebody. <laughs> the streets uh, of high school. Yeah, yeah. the streets <laughs> of high school. Uh, but somebody comes in, and in that case, if you sign uh, knowing nothing. You're going to the academy, getting paid $65,000, and we're paying for you to go to the academy. And, by the way, you have a job when you come out of it. Right. None of that matters unless you're the right person. Right. Mm -hmm. So what kind of people are you all looking for out of the jail? And yeah. why? You, why should you want to work at the jail? Really, you know, I don't, I don't know of many people who, when they get out of high school, they say they want to go into corrections. Because, again, it's another hidden thing. You don't see... Corrections. You see the right. pretty car. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You see all those, you know, the nice lights on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, you got to have a willingness to learn. Um, you have to have the ability to learn, the ability to um, listen and, and be dependable. Mm -hmm. You know, um, those are all traits of people that we're looking for. An open mind, um, some type of foundational structure to yourself, you know, mm -hmm. so that when you can come in, you can take orders because you have to listen mm -hmm. to people. So you got to have a willingness to listen to others. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, but we can develop you also. You know, that's what the academy is for. Um, support just did, just kind of switched up the FTO program a little bit to where they do a uh, uh, a pre, like a pre Pro, it's a pre-program, PTO program, mm -hmm. to where we take them in before the academy so that we can give them some 
uh, some of the different okay. skills that they're going to need yeah. for the academy mm. to successfully cool. complete it. So you can come in, just be a canvas and allow us to paint. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a, a, a canvas and you're willing to allow us to mold you, come on come on in. You don't have to know much. You just have to be a, a willing vessel. And and, yeah. and you get to work with people like Lieutenant Hayes and other great people out yes. of the jail because mm-hmm. camaraderie is a huge thing as yes, well. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, with any with anything, the, the people you work with is who, what makes the workplace and mm-hmm. environment enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, and I try to create that, that um, atmosphere around me. You know, I don't, I, I don't come, I don't, it has, you know, there has to be balance. Mm-hmm. There has to be a time for holding folks accountable. Mm-hmm. But I don't have to be a stick, walking, yeah. a, right. a walking right. stick, right. you know, for, for people. Uh, you know, I came into this agency this same way, and, and I've always had a big personality. I am shy, but I mm-hmm. always, I've always had a big personality, and I've always smiled. I've always laughed. I like to have fun, mm-hmm. and I take that everywhere I go. But there is a time for holding people accountable, and you have to also be able to do that. But, you know, like I said, I don't have to walk around with a big stick acting as if I'm ready to, you know, pound people. Mm-hmm. But right. make the workplace and, and environment in, enjoyable for yeah. everyone. And we have, you know, there. You, I don't know. Well, there are some people who want a perfect place to work, and there's no perfect no. place no. ever in life. There's mm-hmm. no perfect. So there are possibly the PR bureau, but there's yeah, no maybe yeah. <laughs> we're we're a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't. You know, I don't think anything is perfect. So yes, there are times that you, you know you probably oh, I don't feel like going in today, or you may not like somebody that you're working with. Mm-hmm. You know, but guess what? You get to go home at the end of the day. Right. We're working 15 days or 14 days a, mm-hmm. a month. Yeah. Yeah. You're making you know you know yep. so that and makes it good i can deal with yeah. you for 14 days. opportunities opportunities to, to go do things like yeah. training yeah. we have uh two corrections certified deputies that are in the public information office right there's a lot yeah. of opportunities the room for advancement is 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 great so if you want to come here if your aspirations are to be in the pretty vehicle on the road you can come do that too. to us mm-hmm. you know um do the crossover academy and you we have many uh former corrections officers that are on the road yeah. and that are doing well so mm-hmm. it's, it's a good place to come in and hone those skills, uh, get your interpersonal inner, uh, and your communications skills uh, at, a, at a different level and going out there on the road mm-hmm. if, if that's what you so desire. Regardless of what you're interested in, we always have great opportunities here to work at the Sheriff's Office. Mm-hmm. So if you visit pcsoweb.com slash careers, mm-hmm. there's probably something for you out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, it is a fun place to work. Mm-hmm. So Freddie... Uh, we like to give all of our guests an opportunity to share something with the public that would make your job easier. What do you want now? Maybe, and I, if I would ask, if it's something other than please lock your doors, because that's what we've gotten for forensics for everybody yeah. else. But what what personal PSA maybe if you have any to to make your job easier as a lieutenant in the jail? Let's see to make my job easier. If we can not bring marchmen, uncooperative marchmen to the jail, that <laughs> okay. would make my life okay, all right, well, much easier. So, so for the so for the public though, for the this is not for the deputies. So for the public, don't be an uncooperative marchman. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, that, that's someone who's taken into protective custody because no, they're under the know, influence of alcohol. You or know drugs, what? For, right? for the public, you know, love on your families. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. love on your families. Um, 
And lock your doors. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? Okay, <laughs> Love on your family and lock your there doors. Wise uh, words. There it is. Uh, well. now, before, before we close, I do have one thing to add. We, we talked okay. about this uh, a little bit today and before yeah. the show. Mm-hmm. CRT and SWAT have a little bit of a rivalry. You had a suggestion for uh, something to benefit society. I think this would be a benefit to the yeah. public also. Uh-huh. Mm. So you have Debole on here. He's going to be next. He's coming up. He's yes. coming up next. And then we have the powers that be mm-hmm. that we are do. in here that can yeah. make some storm. things happen. And I, I'm proposing a charity, annual charity event mm. between CRT and SWAT. Oh, I like that. And this. it can encompass obstacle course, the PAT uh-huh. field, oh. shooting, but they can't have their pretty weapons. We have to use the agency issued uh-huh. Glock 21 mm. for the shooting competition. Mm. And, and and if we're going to use ARs, we have to use the iron sights, not mm-hmm. the pretty red wow. dot that they have, you know. So I think that would be awesome if we can make that into an annual event and we mm. can donate to the sheriff's ranch, we can youth ranch, we can, you know, however, yeah, pal. Pal, pal, yeah. you know, however we do it. Mm. But I think that would be uh, awesome. I, I think it would be great. You You're, know, I really yeah. like this idea. He's throwing it down. Uh-huh. I I'm throwing down the I think between the next two, we uh-huh. can get something done with this. I, yeah. I have a feeling. So, uh, Freddie, it's been great having you. It's been awesome. Yeah. It's think, been awesome. I hope uh, it's pretty clear to everybody why Freddie is uh, one of our favorites. Yeah. He's yeah. an incredible, big, <laughs> pound for pound, best personality. Pound for pound. Shy. Best <laughs> per, in my most <laughs> humble opinion. Shy. But most of all, he's he's passionate about his job and he's passionate about leadership and setting an example uh, for the men and women that work at the Pinellas County mm-hmm. Jail. So uh, we appreciate you taking the time to come on me. and chat with us, and we'll let you know how it goes with uh, Sergeant Diebold. Thank you. Uh, you know, I may do a guest appearance, you know, at the end. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I should be yeah. able to come in right before you yeah, ask you get them all riled it, up, and I should be able to sit right here <laughs> and see what his answer is going to be. Oh. <laughs> Freddie Hayes, everybody, all thanks back. a lot for Absolutely. coming on. So, uh, as always, we appreciate your feedback and ideas. We're starting to get great feedback and ideas from our guests, but yes. we're mm-hmm. most worried about our listeners because you're the ones that uh, pay the bills, I guess, mm-hmm. as we should say. So, please, uh, if you have uh, any feedback for us, if there's somebody you want to hear from, you can reach out to us via email by emailing let's56 at pcsonet.com. That's L E T S. Five six at pcsonet.com. I should have lowered my voice. You should have. You got to do the low voice. L-E-T-S five six at pcsonet.com. Laura Sullivan, everybody. Great job. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time.